What's up? What's up? Beautiful people around the world. I feel like I need to come up with a name for our listeners, but we're not that famous. But anyway, hello <laughs> there. I am your host, Simone. And I'm Nafis. And I'm Macy. And welcome back to I Was Thinking. Yay! <laughs> I am just letting y'all know we're recording a little late and you know how I get when we record late. I'm an old lady. I'm a little delusional. So we'll see how that goes. Fine. Fine. <laughs> we're basically just going to jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about. As you can see on the title, we're talking about part two of the glory. I'm excited. I am sorry in advance for any screaming, squealing, excessive cursing that I do. I'm just excited to talk about this. I'm going to go ahead and put all the trigger warnings like part one. So trigger warning for any, you know, mentions or talking about like abuse, Mm -hmm. killing, sexual abuse, sexual trauma, harm to minors, domestic abuse, domestic abuse. What um what else am I missing, guys? There's trigger warnings everywhere. Basically, if if you could think of a trigger warning for substance it, abuse, substance uh, abuse, uh, murder. <laughs> well, I, could, I think I said that. Oh, did Didn't you I say, say murder? I said killing, but yes, murder. Um, alive, unaliving someone, and thoughts of aliving somebody, and yeah, just all the trigger warnings you can think of. We're putting it in now. Um, hopefully, you have seen the glory part two because. We're going to spoil everything. If you haven't, yeah. go pause this right now and go watch it. Or if you don't care about spoilers, you could listen to us. But hopefully you at least listen to our part one. I would highly recommend listening to part one because I think we gave some in- informal facts about bullying in itself. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about the show. But still, yes, spoilers everywhere. Everything. See, I'm already I'm already being delusional. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're glory part two. I'm excited. So thankfully, I'm not going to be doing all the talking. <laughs> we all <laughs> split it up equally. So Nafis will go first with episode nine through 12, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, nine through and 12. And then me and Macy split it up. So she's going to do 13 and 14. And I did the last two, 15 and 16. So yes, let's get started. Yeah, just an FYI, um, I'm going to run through episodes nine through 12 kind of quickly. Just because the latter half of season two or part two is where all of the dense content is. So we want to spend time, make sure we have enough time to focus on the details there. Yeah, I would say it's it's still season one, but it's like part two of season one because it's 16 episodes in total. So what did you think of the splitting before we get started and all of that? Did you think it was worth the wait? I do actually like and I'm surprised um, because, you know, they're also doing that with other netflix shows like i know in netflix in general they're trying to not drop all the episodes and like either split them up in parts or do some weekly stuff because like for a while you know with k-dramas they would do weekly yeah um because i know Mm -hmm. they did that with like attorney Ooh, and i forgot what other shows i'd watch where i know they would at least drop like two episodes every week but business proposal they did that with that as well and a few others so this is the first Mm -hmm. time where they like released half that I know of and then the other half but I think it was worth it in this case yeah so I don't know I don't know if I would have enjoyed it so much if they dropped it all at once I still would have enjoyed it but just the type of drama that it was in the anticipation like I I actually think it was smart I thought it was smart planning I, I agree I think this was actually smart 
I don't know if it was like the show's decision to do it or Netflix's decision, but they right. did they did it well this time because um before I started Glory Part 2, I watched You Part 2 and they should have just released it all at once because it was not worth the wait. Sorry. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even started season 4 of You. Like yeah. I tried to watch the first 5 minutes of it and then I started doing something else. I think actually when I started watching that, The Glory either came out around the same time and I think I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Let me watch this and I, I forgot all about you and I never went back and I might not. Yeah. Actually, well, I don't want to say this because I don't know if I'm spoiling you, even though that's not what we're talking about. After season three, I was kind of like I could have ended it here, to be honest. I, I agree. I'm like Seasons three, season three, this is not about you, but I'm just saying season three, <laughs> the ending was so perfect. I would have been satisfied if they just left it at that. But now I'm angry and I need a season five so I can see this man dead. But anyway, oh <laughs> we're not talking about Joe. Maybe we're not we talking will, about Joe not right now. We're not. Don't be a Joe, guys. Don't be a Joe. No, but the point that I brought it up is because they also split it into two parts. And so yeah. like just as a comparison. They didn't do it that well. It was not worth it for you, but for the glory, I definitely think it was worth it. Because they came out around the same time. You yes. dropped ninth, March 9th. I can't talk. Yeah. And the glory dropped the next day. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. I mean, see, I don't know if you watch you. So I've I don't not seen any okay. of you, so I have nothing to say. <laughs> Good thing I didn't say anything. <laughs> but yeah, passing by that. Mm -hmm. Um what do you think, Macy, before we get into it also? Because I know me and Defeats have been rambling. I thought it was really good. I mean, I really, I, the first part hooked me and the second part did as well. I thought they were equally like suspenseful. And then you get like all your ticked boxes of revenge as you go through this part two. So honestly, I also think like it's ticked off like all the K-drama tropes as I was watching this, but like in a tasteful way, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't like in a cringy way. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, I'll talk about this, I guess, if I remember too, when we get there. But like the ending could have been a little bit more revengey. And that's what I was telling you too. Yeah. I will talk about that when I talk about the very last episode, because I'm wondering some things mm -hmm. and I have my own opinions. Some might not agree with, some might. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So you want to go ahead and start us off? Yes. All right. So I'm going to start off with a recap of episode nine and 10. But before we do that, um, let's just do a quick recap of what part one was saying. So we know that Myong-o is dead. And of course, by the way, I am so sorry if I mess up any of these names. Korean is not my first language. We always have to put the disclaimer yes. in the piece. It's okay. <laughs> so please bear with me. I'm trying. Disclaimer, any Korean names, places that we say... This isn't our language. Yes. I know at least me and the feast go on and off on trying to learn it, but yeah, I'm in my, I don't have time right now to learn it. So I'm probably going to mess up more. Yeah. But yeah, just, just a quick disclaimer, not trying to butcher these on purpose. It's just my accent and my tongue. I'm sorry. To be disrespectful. Yeah. We're not trying to be disrespectful in any way, shape or form. Oh my gosh. I said, I'm not trying to butcher this. No pun intended, guys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anywho, okay, so we know it is, not what, it is not an I was thinking episode and Nafis doesn't come through with at least a dad joke. Hey. I have to mark my stamp somewhere. 
There you go. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so we know that Myongo is dead. And of course, our guest is um, our villainess, Yeonjin. So I have to, I'm going to already go to cut you off yeah. right there. <laughs> so since we kind of pushed back this recording, I did, I didn't finish but I did rewatch as much as I could. I only got up to episode 12 and then I rewatched my two episodes just for a fresh reminder. So I did not realize in the first part they were trying to hint that it could have been either um, Yojin. Oh God, I already forgot their names. Hang on. Either Yojin, Sada, Dongun, or the other girl, the girl that I call the Gretchen of the show from Mean Girls. Um, hang hey on. Jung? Hey Jung? Yes, Hey Jung. I didn't realize they were trying to portray like either one of them could have done it because there were scenes where I forgot where like um Dongun goes to the store mm-hmm. to like meet in quotations Myungo again. She was actually trying on the shoes that Yojin has and she bought them. I forgot where Heijong got the shoes, but she had the same green shoes. And then there's a scene where Sada was, you know, painting the shoes um, in frustration when she couldn't get her drugs. So Mm. they were trying to apply. It could have been one of the four. But like me and Macy already knew it was was Yojun. We were just like, it was her. We didn't try to second guess it. Yeah. Though they tried, but it didn't work on us. You know, I guess I was a little bit optimistic because I was hoping it wouldn't be her. I'm like, okay, there could be somebody else. It can't, like, she can't be that evil to just kill people left and right. But no, it, like, the strongest hunch right now is that it is her. Um, but Yo Jung um, has agreed to join forces. So continuing on, so Yo Jung has agreed to join forces with Dong Un and help her get her revenge. Um, Yo Jin's husband Do Young has figured out some new things about his wife after oh Dong Un. <laughs> Gave him a lot to think about. Um, every time I saw him putting the pieces together, yeah. my face was just like, oh my God. Like, don't play with this man. He is a CEO for a reason. Y'all right? thought he was dumb. Yeah. Y'all tried to play him. Did you like, okay. Let me, let me finish like my recap for like of part okay. one first and then I'm going to ask this. Okay. Um, so yeah, he sees his wife in a new light. Um, Let's see, Heijong is now complicit with Dongun because her mother-in-law is actually friends with Dongun, and so she actually has to go with everything she's trying to do as far as her revenge plan. Um, so she's trying to get married to the rich man, and so in order for Dongun to not butcher that, she's just basically going to go along with everything. Jaejun is making his own plans for his daughter Yisol, who doesn't know that he's her father. Um, Sada is battling withdrawal symptoms very violently, and you can see, you can yeah. clearly see that. The actress who played her did a really good job, by Phenomenal the way. Phenomenal job. Yeah. And so basically, um, it's just like starting off at that point. Um, so where we ended off, the last scene was when, what's his name? Do Young and Hyunjin, they all end up at Dong Un's apartment, and that's where it stopped off. Okay. Um, but before that, about the husband, did you, did he like, what did you think of his character? Like his arc? Did you expect him to do what he did? You want to go first, Macy? Um, honestly, I think he might be one of my favorite characters yes. in this show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cause at, at first I was like questioning, like when he was saying like, well, I'm, I'm not going to leave her. I'm like, why the heck not? Yeah. But it's all like in an effort to protect 
um, the daughter. So I thought his character arc was really good, and I thought he played his cards perfectly to be able to keep her safe. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure how he was going to be either. Um, Just because maybe that's my own bias because of like he is rich. So I wasn't sure when he found all of this out, like if he was, it's going to try to cover it up, not only to save like just his business, but just like his image as well. So I'm kind of glad, like Macy was saying, like when we learn he's finding all this out, honestly, his first thought was just like protecting their daughter, which I really love because you don't see that a lot with parents, sadly, mm-hmm. in real life yeah. and in TV shows. So not to mention after he knew that it's not even his biological daughter. Yes. too. Mm-hmm. So he was like, my first priority, not even just my reputation, my company is to protect this little girl, which is what I was worried about from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And I mean, like, we should have known because even throughout part one, you can tell, like, when he was meeting up with Dongun a lot, when they were playing Go, before she even really told him her story, which I'm not sure if she really t- fully told him the story before he met up with Yojin at the apartment or not, that he was, like, starting to find some type of sympathy for her. So... I don't know if it was a crush like we were assuming. I don't know the infatuation because of like the way she played the game. I don't know. I just know that like something was there to where I didn't think after episode eight, he was really going to portray her like that. I just didn't know how he was going to play it out when it came to Yojin. If he was, even though he felt like sympathy for Dongun, if he was still going to try to be on her side or not. But like when he found out like she's been cheating this whole time, I think that's when it's like, oh no, I don't care. And you know what I didn't remember when I rewatched this? I didn't know they were married for 12 years. Yeah. Well, they dated for two years and were married for 10. I'm like, damn, y'all, this fake marriage? Y'all went with this fake relationship for 12 years? It was fake for her, I guess. For him, I guess. It was f- yeah, I don't-, I don't know, but it was... Where was the love? Where Nothing. This is what I mean. The relationships just can't be based off love. I don't even know if they had that. Yeah. Every time she said she loved him, I don't even think that was love. Maybe it was yeah. just fatuation, lust. I think they mentioned that it was arranged because she talks about like the profiles he chose from. Like, why did he choose her? Oh, true. That's in the first part. Yeah. So I think that it was arranged like, you know, when like rich people are like, go on a blind date with this person. Yeah, I was going to say not like arranged, arranged. Yeah, but I mean, blind dates in Korea are common either way. So mm-hmm. I think that's what you mean I by think, like a rage. But to make sure yeah, I don't mean like necessarily like my family's giving you my daughter for an agreement kind of thing. Yeah. I just mean like they were suitable partners that were matched together. And they I don't think with similar backgrounds of like riches, that the relationship was necessarily fake. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he thought that he had a daughter with her. So they were committed to each other and he was upset that she was cheating so 12 damn years yeah Mm -hmm. i mean cheating even before they really got together i still don't understand to this day why she just didn't end up with jay june i'm sorry i don't care what excuses they keep saying and and he's pretty rich too so it made no sense exactly it's not like he didn't come from like a prestigious background that they were you know looking for she was even looking for mm-hmm. and i'm sure they started seeing each other since high school pretty sure it was implied they started really seeing each other around their senior year yeah mm-hmm. so 
Anyway, but yes, yeah. I enjoyed him and it kept reminding me that this show was written by a woman because I'm like, men like this are not real. Men like this are <laughs> not real, Simone. God. I mean, Ugh. that we know of. But hey. Most men like are not real, okay? There's been too much discourse going around in real time right now about how, you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, so... So in episode nine, we see that Myongo's um, arrival to hell. So in the beginning of the episode, it shows us everyone that he called, what he did and who he met. Um, so whenever I'm referring to like all five of them, like the friends, I'm going to refer them, refer to them as like the gang members. Um, OK, so none of that the seems reasonable. Yeah. So none of the gang members, quote unquote, wanted to meet with Myongo because they don't <clears throat> take anything he says seriously. Um, and at this point, Sohi is also another girl that was bullied along with Donglun. Um, and she was actually murdered. So if you guys recall, so he was calling around trying to blackmail his friends regarding that because he was working with Donglun at this time. Um, so basically, like, she's the one that died of suicide, quote unquote. But we all know by now that this is not true and that there's something else going on with that. So they were shocked when he mentioned her, but they didn't think they had anything to do with her death except for Yeonjin. She started questioning things and like looking into stuff as well. And so Dong Young and Yeonjin face each other in Dongun's house. So we're back into the present day. And Yeonjin shows no remorse for her actions back in the day or for breaking into her house even now. We previously thought Yeonjin would be would burn everything down, but maybe because Don Do Young, her husband, showed up, she only took a picture and left. Later, we found out, we find out the picture that she takes is the one, is her, is Donglin's helper's friend, uh, husband, but we'll get to that later. Um, so basically, she expresses her disappointment in her husband for going to another woman's house. And Donglin happens to be the woman she seemingly just dislikes when he asks her about that. Donglin, on the other hand, leaves with his suspicions regarding Yosol's paternal lineage confirmed by pictures on Donglin's wall. So the context is that her wall had like all sorts of pictures for on her. I like to call it the revenge wall because it had pictures of everybody that they wanted. The revenge board. Yeah. Yeah. That they wanted to take revenge from. So he's like watching this and looking at it. And then he sees a picture of Jaejun with Yusol. And then like he kind of like, I guess at that point it kind of confirms like, OK, there's something going on here. Well, like in part one, because remember, we talked about like how. The seeds were already getting planted, especially Jay June himself, when he found out that he was Yesul's actual father, like when he showed up to the dad like conference thing and he joked, he's like, oh, I'm here because I have a secret love child. Just kidding. <laughs> and like how he kept like catching him be around yeah. their daughter. He's like, you were never this interested in the eight years she's been here. Why are you so interested in her now? So... Yeah. And can we talk about the way that Yojin had the nerve to say she was disappointed in him for trying to find out her past? Uh, I was like, ma'am, this is why I said this marriage from the jump was a, a scale. I feel like instead of a shaman, she should have gone to a psychiatrist, gotten on some meds, joined Sada every now and then. Mother, I don't though. know. Like Look at her mother, though. Yeah. The mother is something else. I don't want to talk about the mother. Oh, God. The mother's in this story. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, my like God. Like, that lady, like, what are you? like? I've never wanted to punch someone so bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get yourself together. And she does something so stupid. Like, the, okay. 
spoiler alert on top of a spoiler alert. But she keeps the name tag. Like, why would you? Okay, anyway, I'm going to finish That's this. What I was wondering, too. <laughs> like, why did she keep that? There would have been enough time for her to, like, toss it. No one would have noticed. No one would have even known. But to be fair, to be fair, if she didn't keep the name tag, the glory would have just ended at that episode. Like, they tie up the loose ends and then that's that. But, like, they kind of used it as, like, a plot ploy, I guess you could say. Yeah, because it's, like they they had said, it's not even really a piece of evidence. It's more so just, like, to remind them that they were really there, I think. Because they they end up finding DNA on something else. I won't say what it is Mm -hmm. yet. Yes. But it's the the name tag's not really that important. I think it's just, like, I know what you did did, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, though, like, still, that was not a smart move. I don't know. Don't they say, like, real life, like, some murderers or some murderers out there that, like, keep stuff for, like, keepsake, which is weird, but... Joe Goldberg kept everything, but we're not going to talk about him. We are not talking about <laughs> you, Nafis. Uh, but, okay, anywho. Um, so, yeah, they're in Dong Yoon's apartment. Husband and wife are talking. Dong Yoon, she's very smart. She set up a camera in her home, and so she's watching everything that's happening. She noticed that despite the situation, um, the husband left his shoes at the door um, as a show of respect when coming into her house. And so at this point, investigators are basically looking into Myungo's case, which is now not just a missing person's case, but a drug investigation. So in the meantime, Dongun and Yojung are cuddled up together. Jungin is allowing herself to learn to lean on Yo Jung, who is determined to help her in any way possible, so much that he even tells his mother about it. He's another reason why I keep saying men like this aren't real. To be the opposite end now (laughs) to her, I was like, "Oh God, this show was written by a woman." Like I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Polar opposites. Polar opposites. Why are they not like this in real life? Yeah. I knew he was a ride or die, but damn. If you look up the definition of ride or die, his picture's gonna be right there in the dictionary. I'm just saying. Right. But you know, like I I said, okay, in part one, I was like, I did not see any <laughs> point. Eat, eat, eat your words, the feet, eat the words, I am. what you say. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought he was useless, but like, I am so glad he existed and that like, his character arc just took a really, really beautiful turn because without him, yeah. I'll say this now, this like she would not have gotten her revenge at all. Yeah. Without yeah. him or his family. really. Yeah. Right. I love his like he plays such a good psychological character because he's got kind of that like grin on his face, mm-hmm. but he's like terrifying at the same time to the people he's like in- interacting with. Yeah. Yes. And not only that, like he has that sweet boyish like mm-hmm. charm to him, like, like even in his that. face, like he has the baby face. So like when people mm-hmm. talk to him or look at him, you would think he's so innocent. And then when he like sometimes talks or like just turns into Slips like, things in yes, here and there oh and kind God, of grins. It's like, <laughs> because like, I'll say it now. Like I know I was seeing some things online when they talk about the glory how like they said the guy who played Dong, um yojin's husband had a little bit more chemistry with the main lead and i kind of agreed but just the i couldn't imagine him like playing the doctor like i feel like the guy who plays him now just fits it better as what i was talking about like the sweet innocent mm-hmm. man you think couldn't even harm a fly and then he turns around because he has his own darkness right. like i think it's okay that they don't have too much chemistry because it's not really about that yeah, yeah it's more exactly. so about 
like the the, the plot line happening. So that doesn't really bother me too much because I agree with that that she has a little bit more chemistry with the other guy. That's one of the reasons why I didn't really see his point in part one because like the show is not about them. It's mm-hmm. about her revenge story. Um, yeah. But he plays a very big part and I'm glad he does. Mm-hmm. I just like his character. I don't think the other guy could have portrayed that like kind of like innocent manipulativeness. (laughs) Even just in her case of like showing her the innocence of life, I just don't think if the roles Mm -hmm. were reversed, he'd be able to do that as well. So and I honestly don't see Yojin going after a guy like him unless he was just like stupid rich. But Mm -hmm. all right, to continue on. So the gang they meet up after all of this has transpired. Um, Yunjin realizes she's actually on her own in Sohi's case because none of the friends really had anything to do it, do with it. Um, her quote unquote loyal pets, I'd like to say, are no longer loyal to her and she's like realizing this now. Hyunnam reaches home to find Sona being beat up. So Hyunnam is the one that's helping Dongun right now. And she is like in a domestic, like as we saw before, she's in a relationship that's very very toxic and so she's trying to find a way to get sona her daughter like out before like worse things happen um but she yeah. finds her daughter outside beaten up waiting for her and you know like it, it just really strengthens strengthens her revolve just to send her away as far as possibly as far as she possibly can oh my gosh i am like just stumbling all over my words you're fine <laughs> um yunjin is about to find out that the name tag that restarted the conversation about Sohi is not real at all. Dungan tells the investigators everything she knows about the case, including the fact that she lured Myungo in with a fake name tag. Finally, it turned out that Sohi was eight weeks pregnant when she died. Um, Yojung finds out that it was his late father who had ordered Sohi's body to be placed in the freezer versus the morgue, which was interesting. Um, Dongun realizes that Hyunnam's husband's photo is missing from the pile that she has now cleared off the walls of her house. So this is the picture that Yojin actually took with her. And um, <clears throat> so she starts to stalk basically um, Hyunnam. And yeah. So before Dongun goes further into her revenge, she's inching closer to her final step. She gives Yojin like a final chance to redeem herself by turning herself in, which was only possible because her husband granted her that chance because you know how he left his shoes out um before walking in and this was basically i'm sure they talked about it too before he sent her over there or she sent him over there yeah when they were in the park yeah so this is like the last act of kindness she wanted to show show her before she like really dishes it out to her um so they have their conversation and um, Dungan has like video footage and like pictures of Yeonjin coming out at that same time. And so basically they talk about it and she basically just says, no, I'm not going to turn myself in. And then the episode ends with Yeonjin meeting up with Hyunnam at her and Dongan's usual meeting spot, which is in the car at some random location. And so that is where episode nine ends. Real quick before we move on, because I just want to talk about that scene a little bit with um, Hyunnam and her daughter. I think after Dongun like story, Hyunnam's hits me also too because domestic like violence yeah. cases are just so hard to just like it shouldn't be, but just the way they're like handled and treated and everything. Like I felt yeah. so bad for her and her daughter 
But then, like, not to make, like, light of a serious situation, every time they talked about sending her here to the United States, I kept saying, don't do it. Don't send her here just because of the political climate we're in. I'm like, send her somewhere where there's free health care at least. Yeah. But then I also love the joke where she's like, she says something about like, you are going to become a cheerleader and then you're going to date a football player. She's like, what American shows have you been watching? (laughs) I was like, what have you been watching? (laughs) So it's not always the case, but it is a normal trope. Idealism of the United States. It is. But still, I was like, just somewhere with free healthcare. But yes, I do think it was still smart of Dongun to suggest to send her daughter, not just out of like the country or just away from home, but just like out of the country in general until it was either safe for her to come back or like her mom to go join her, which I'm not sure if we know which one she decides at the end, but it doesn't matter. Um, So I just wanted to bring that up because I didn't know. I didn't know if the husband touched the daughter as well, as far as hitting her or was it just the mom? I guess it was both, but I mean, I, Touched as in like just physically hitting, not like. Yeah, no, oh, not, okay, in okay. A, not in that way either. I just meant like beating them up, which is still terrible. I think but. from the vibe I got, I think it was just the mom and probably. Well, and like if like Siona, like if she like interfered, I then her too. But I don't think she was that drunk. Yeah, I don't think the daughter was the primary target. It was mostly the wife. Yeah. So, but I mean, I guess that night she ended up being a target because her mom wasn't there so and then just the part of when Dongun met Yojin at the cafe to try to give her another chance because her husband I'm sure again asked for that and how she was just so adamant of her like just doing nothing wrong how like because she's rich you know she could basically get away with anything she that she was implying and it's just like damn such narcissistic tendencies yeah <laughs> she like, says something um at the end yunjin says something at the end when they're like talking and she's like i am gonna have to like find another iron to like burn you with we'll we'll understand what that means a little bit later do you remember when she made that statement yes i do because i was gonna bring up because we yeah. forgot to mention her assistant that works in the store and assists all the bullies all right because when they go off to the cafe she drops some clothes because she recognized dongun oh my gosh yes. lifts up a little yeah 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 and guess what we see an iron bird mark yes so i'm like wait a minute does this apply what i think it implies and then later mm-hmm. on, I'm like, damn. So her, their third victim stuck. Yeah. After Dongun. First one died. That's crazy. Dongun ended up leaving. And the third one followed them all the way out of high school. Not just being bullied at high school. Literally became their personal assistant in adulthood. I was like this. Wait, but did they know it was her, though? Well, they should. They probably did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. They no, they knew that was her. Because I don't know. The way she would talk to her would be like rude, but nothing like abusive, though. That's why I was confused. Because well, they're adults now. Yeah. There's no point of her being physically abusive. She already broke her enough to where she that's so stuck with sad. her literally since high school. Yeah. Dang, that's sad. It is. If anyone needed a revenge story, it was probably her, too. Because mm-hmm. at least Dongo kind of escaped, kind of. I forgot the girl's name. It was like Young Yoran. Yoran. She she was literally stuck with them for life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we end up. Um, episode nine. So 
Yojin kind of intervenes in Hyunam and Dungun's usual meeting. And so episode 10, that is where we start off. I'm just going to say episode 10 really pissed me off, but okay. Why did it piss you off? The mother. Uh, which yeah. one? Wait, which one? Dungun's mother. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. When I saw that, I'm like, oh my she God. She might be my least favorite character. <laughs> oh, I wanted to chuck her out of the, like a window. Like <laughs> this brought me back when I was watching this and I'll bring this up again later when I talk about my episodes. I think when we talked about Avatar and the nature versus nurture, when it comes to children growing up in their environments and how they turn out, I am, this made me even more shocked as what we said in part one, how Dongun turned the way she was as far as not being evil because my God. Yeah, I know. I might have turned into a teen murderer if I had a mother like that. I'm sorry. Right. It's just so crazy to think, though, that she ended up like she really, truly is a good person, considering how she ended up when all of her bullies were, well, most of them had a silver spoon in their mouth from birth and had everything they could possibly want and were able to bully people. And they're still shitty people. (laughs) just the perspective of that is some people i swear some people are just they they say the whole nature versus nurture thing but some people are just good people and some people are just bad in my opinion is that not going to the nature versus nurture thing though if you're inherently good or inherently bad no matter your environment that would be um nature okay but it's still that's what i mean like you're naturally who you are no matter what your environment right okay we're still talking about the same theory though where nurture is how you're raised we're still on the same page i was just making sure i was confusing myself (laughs) i'm just saying that's the argument like yes i i i i I tend to be in the middle of that usually like i feel like it's your innate personality and then also how you're raised like just affects your personality in general but she definitely is a good example of against all odds at the end of the day she is a good person and she stayed that way which always like tripped me up every time she said she wasn't uh, i mean i think i think there's that maybe she feels some guilt about taking revenge at all i was just gonna say that like there yeah a lot of people would be like well just let it go just live your life you know that's true but she just can't let it go so but but, does that, make same, her, but that doesn't make her a bad person though no, i don't feel but, but maybe think, you know just her own perception of her feeling guilty or like i know she feels guilty towards the daughter and the husband like she didn't really want them to be involved but she used them in her plot you know so i get it i think that's why she feels like that not that she needs to but and i'm sure like you're saying the society of like telling her to like get over it so but i feel like anyone that hears her story though well I, i don't know because bullying is normal it's normalized enough where people are, don't really bat an eye anymore as far as like what's going on, unless it's like super excessive, like, like this. It shouldn't be that type of bullying though. Yeah. That's just abuse. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'm saying like, if, if she told people that like, yeah, she was burned and things like that, I don't know how many people will, will tell her to just move on. Cause like, how do you just move on from that? Most of the people that saw it were like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know? Right. So but even if they I'm didn't not going to get in your way. Yeah. If they didn't tell her to move on, they might have told her, like, you know, maybe try to handle this through like the authorities or something like that. But again, like Macy said, they're all handed with silver spoon. And as we know, Yojin's mother has a connection with the detective himself. So even if she tried, which she has multiple times, as we saw in part one in her adolescent, it would have just gotten brushed under the rug. 
Yeah. So nothing would have happened. That's true. Either way, she was meant to have a corruption, revenge plan. Corruption <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Honestly, she's right, let's like... let's get into the shithead Yeah, getting mother. into episode 10. Like, I, like, she... This is, like, the most crazy villainous character I have ever seen in any show. Yeonjin's character. Like, mm-hmm. crazy, evil, and vicious. I need the actors to get all the awards they yes, can. Yes, they need to sweep they them. They like, played their role so well. There were so many times I was afraid of Yeonjin. I know I said mm-hmm. I was more afraid of her as a child, like, when they showed her teenager. But yeah. these last eight... Even sometimes I was like, oh, that God, little she, snicker, she like smile thing that she does where she like listens half of her. F- like, oh, my God. Like, I do not want to be like the recipient of that. I yeah. need to get every flower, every award, whatever. Every, everyone. Camera work, writer, t- mm-hmm. editor. I, have- I need everyone to get whatever they can for this. Right. I've never seen a character personify narcissism to a better degree. Like exactly. she's a 100% narcissist she does not have an ounce of guilt or remorse or anything or remorse for anybody like the only time i even saw a flicker of it was when her daughter was like upset with her but even then it's like i don't think she thinks that she did anything wrong yeah she keeps saying that too she's like i don't understand why i have to apologize i didn't do anything wrong right and it's like everyone is looking at her baffled the husband he's just like what do you mean you didn't do anything wrong but like yeah. But she was never taught that either. She was always taught, like, if you do something wrong, we can just get away with it and just, like, pay them off. You have nothing to feel sorry for. You didn't do anything wrong. So, like, even though her mother really didn't care about her, she still taught her to be that way. To just, I mean, pay it worked in her favor for move on. a very long time. So. 18 years. Ooh, but yeah. All right. So, recap of episode 10. Um, So, we left off where. Yeonjin is declined or declined um, Dongun's offer to turn herself in. And so she basically is now finding different ways to eradicate her. So at the end of the last episode, she said, I'm going to have to find a different iron to burn you with. And so she decides to go and rub in salt in an old wound by offering Dongun's mother money to take Dongun to make Dongun resign as a teacher. So her mother, she was at a store i think she was running a store before right i don't know what she was because she was behind she was the counter running it or if she was just she was working. probably just working there yeah. so yeah she was working at a store when yeonjin basically goes to visit her introduces herself and reminds her uh like who she is just like you know like what she did or that they've met before or that their moms have met before well, so even working at the store now that i think about it she would not be that desperate for money i don't feel like if she even just well I mean, I mean, we see her mind. doing like tasks, right? Yeah, she was probably just working there. Do we, all we see her is usually sitting outside eating an apple. She was behind a counter when Yeonjin walked up. So, oh, was she? See, yeah, I don't remember that. I think I was just too enraged by everything else. I forget the little details. <laughs> she also had normal old lady, like grayish white hair. So I'm like, oh, okay. So at this point, I'm like, oh, Yeonjin's here. I'm thinking, my naive self is thinking, okay. Maybe the mom won't partake in this crazy, chaotic mess that Yunjin brought to her table. But no. She wouldn't be on the board if she wouldn't. People, this is why they say people, it's so hard for people to change, you know? So Yunjin comes in. She's like, yeah, I kind of need your daughter's working as a teacher now, which the mom did not know. And she's like, I need you to get her to resign. And so Yunjin, of course, offers the mom shit ton of money, which she accepts readily. 
And so she goes to create a ruckus at Dong-un's workplace. And now Yojin has two new quote-unquote curling irons to burn Dong-un with. So we have Hyunam and Dong-un's mother. So with Hyunam, I don't think I got into that. But basically, Yojin offered Hyunam that she can kill her husband and send Sona off to like the States. And she doesn't have to worry about it. And she doesn't have to worry about Jungun and everything. And she just joined well, forces she with her. to use her daughter. So it wasn't really an offer. It was like, you're going to work for me or I'm going to hurt your daughter. A threat. <laughs> yeah, it, it was more of a threat, basically. Uh, but she offered to do the same things that Jungun did and at a much faster pace. She's like, I can just have him like gone the next day and you'll be free. So those are the two quote unquote curling irons we've been talking about. And these are the two people that at this point are closest to Jungun. So... Yunjin really hit the spot, I think, as far as like trying to get back to her. Well, she's not close with her mom, but because her mother portrayed her. Close as in, I mean, like the mom still has an effect on her, though, is what I mean. Yes, from trauma. Yeah. So like she realized she was able, she betrayed her once, she'll do it again yeah. without being like second guessing it or anything. I so. really thought the mom grew, though, but. Yeah. Oh, no. I You know what really made me like her is her hair color. That was such an ugly color on her. Why did she dye it orange? It's like with Squid Game at the end. I'm like, listen, I I am all for the dye for like a new, like, I don't know, change or whatever. But why this color? I just feel like I think okay, I think this is my hunch is that they made it an ugly color just to make her character more hateable because it did not suit her at all. Well, it worked. Mm, it worked. Like, I, I just didn't, I hated looking at her. I was so disgusted. Right. I think she also was just trying to pick the most outrageous color to, like, as, like, to be, to make herself seem even crazier. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they view, like, unnatural hair colors, but I would assume that it's even, like, here, like, a lot of workplaces don't want you to have an unnatural hair color because it seems less professional. So I think she was just going for the most outrageous look she could get, you know? To try to get her daughter to resign. That would mm-hmm. make sense. It worked. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the same time, elsewhere, Hyunjin offers Hyunna money to stab Dongun in the back. Even worse, she tells her she can take care of killing her husband, so there's nothing she needs to worry about. Hyunjin knows everything about Hyunnam's daughter, and although she was warned by Dongun that Hyunjin knows they work together, she is still shocked by the details. Teacher Chu, the one that I want to punch in the face with such an ugly haircut, remains the bully in the oh. school. We all knew it. We all knew it. We all said he was creepy. <laughs> that that haircut screams pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And I oh my god. Oh my god. I just knew it. I was like, wait, let's I just wait, thought he was hold, just that, hold that until we get to that part. Okay. Yeah. Oh god. Because I'm <laughs> I'm about to go off. So go ahead. Go ahead. Because Woo. Yeah, so Dong Young, Do Young, Do Do Young. So I'm so sorry, Do Young. <laughs> okay, Do Young, the husband visits Jaejun's store, where all of Yeonjin's infidelity takes place. Um, so at this point, he basically knows that Yeonjin and Jaejun hang out a lot, and he kind of had like this epiphany when he noticed in his closet that he saw a lot of bags. Yes, in the closet God, he's like damn he how did just, i not notice this before <laughs> when he turned around and he saw all the bags from his store i was like damn yeah because she shops there a lot i don't know if all her clothes are from there or what's the place called isn't it called like siesta or something yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah 
Yongran. Oh, and also yeah. before we move on to that, I don't. Was it that scene where he realized? Did he have a flashback of Yeonjin telling him something when they were in the bathroom about like because it'd be hot? I think he. Um, they were having a conversation in part one about um, Hey Jong, and how I guess she either got caught. No, she didn't get caught, but how she like went off somewhere. Was it a hotel with one of his rich friends and like had sex with him in the public restroom and they were having conversation like how they can do that. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it was for the thrill or something. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of hot when she was really talking about her and Jejun because, you know, they'd be sleeping together in the fitting room where anyone could just walk in at any time. And it's just like she was talking about herself. And when he had that epiphany of like what she was actually talking about, I was just like I was on the floor at that time. I'm like, the pieces are clicking and it's not looking good. It's no. <sighs> no. That part got me. I was, I just gasped so loud. I feel bad for him. Because that even shot, I didn't realize that either. I didn't yeah. realize until I rewatched, she was talking about herself as well. That's when he said, like, she talks about, she means exactly what she says. Yes. Yeah. Um. So where are we? So yeah, Doyoung visits Jaejun's store where he goes to basically just check out the dressing room, quote unquote. Where all of this is supposedly happening. Um, Yongran, which is the store assistant who has also been abused by Yeonjin and who calls her by her first name, tells Jaejun about it that, you know, that the husband came here. Um, Jaejun wants to look through the CCTV footage of the day and ask some basic questions to Gyeongrang. It turns out that everything before October 19th was reformatted as per the request of Yeonjin. And so Hejong is tasked with bringing Hyojin to a specific place by Dongun. So at this point, like I said before, Hyojong is like kind of forced to basically go along with the revenge plan. Um, and she was tasked with being, with bringing Hyojin to wherever Dongun wanted her to go. So this place that she wanted her to go just happened to be, um, Yojong's place of work. So Hejong invites her over while she's getting her own procedure done and let's, Yeonjin knows that Doyoung has met her and even gifted her an expensive bag. Yeonjin is furious, of course, and Yeojung freely hears the conversation. Um, did we mention that he's a plastic surgeon? The male lead? We did at the very yeah. end part one, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a plastic surgeon. So he's, you know, he has his own office now. And this is where all of this is transpiring. So... Dongun has hired thugs um, for bumping the car. So Dongun had to hire thugs. And what they did was they basically bumped a car and they got caught up in a gambling raid. And so Yojin's cop friend is furious at them because he has this whole side business going on that like his actual job does not know about. Police corruption. Right. <laughs> um, so what else is new? <laughs> all right. This is basically how they all work, honestly. It's like, without it, what are they going to do? Um, yeah, so in fear, Hyunnam has been driving in circles with her daughter for two days until they know they're safe. Um, so it is time for... I her- love that scene where she calls her mom a badass. I'm, that right, was yeah. So they- where she, she thought she was going to be scared of her. She's like, we're just going to go for a wa- away for a while. She's like, I forgot what she asked. She's her. like, mom, you know how to drive? Right, yeah. <laughs> like what have you been doing this whole time like, i don't know you but you're cool but yeah so Hyunam and her daughter like they basically just drive away for like two days like they said um before she becomes yunjin's like 
detective spy woman. Dongin and Hyunam laugh about that fact together, and so Dongin takes the daughter with her into the safe hands of the nurse who wanted to save Seohee back in the day. Yoonjin's marriage is falling apart as her mask is slowly falling off in front of her husband. Yoonjin shows no remorse for anything she has ever done, not even for the sake of her daughter. So the detective comes to see Yoonjin too, getting curious about his involvement with Myongo. Um, basically, she has like this whole like anxiety attack about like the name tag and everything, and she just wanted to know like if everything is like fine. Um, Yoonjung Yoojong happens to be the last person who calls Myongo before his disappearance. Yoojin finally decides to succumb to Yoojin's plastic surgeon charms and visits his clinic for some fillers at this point. Uh, let's see. Doyoung decides to meet Dongun publicly in Seoul. So the husband meets Dongun in Seoul, um, not the small town that they're in, to understand the details of what Yojin has done to her. So I thought this was very clever where she decides to wear like a sleeveless dress and like, which basically shows all her scars and her and like burn marks and everything. Yeah, because this is when he, she really tells him what happened, right? Yeah. So Doyoung and everyone else, like, they see the scars and the burn marks on her arms, her shoulders, like, basically anywhere that she's visible except for, like, her neck and her face. Which I'm, like, kind of surprised, like, she left her face alone, but, like, crazy. Um, so back into the doctor's office, Yeonjin is basically about to go under the knife, under some anesthesia, when something changes. Um, Yeonjin is asked to count down from 10 and backwards to 1. As she begins, before she gets to seven, Yojung asks her the most important question, which is, what did she do to Seoul Myung-ol? So now we go into like a flashback where we get the entire scene played out for us. So Myung-ol met with Yojin in Jaejun's shop, the same trial room where Jaejun and Yojin used to, you know, do the deed. Um, he was recording <laughs> Yojin on his phone. They was fucking! In other words, yeah. <laughs> So he was like recording Yojin um, on his phone and he brought up like her cheating on her husband as if like she's not smart enough to see that through. Um, Yojin immediately knew what was going on and like, you know, poured his phone inside some alcohol. And then Myungo proceeds to ask her about Sohi and told her the evidence of that night was in his pocket. She freaks out, tries to get it out, but found out that it's a prank and it just turned out to be a condom. Um, so Myungo's shameless. He is shameless. Like and the only reason I think she realized he was recording was because Yo Jong actually started calling him. Yeah. And interrupted the the recording. So when she realized he was fumbling with the phone to try to get it to start again. Yeah, I don't think she would have noticed afterwards. Yeah. Probably not if he didn't get that call. He might have been alive at least. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I really don't know. No, she just finds her way into these like situations. So I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I feel like he would have met his demise that night either way. Yeah. Personally. Mm. Yeah. So Myungo then proceeds to ask her about so Sohi and told her the evidence of that night. Um, I already said that. But yeah, so he thought she thought he had proof, but it wasn't. It was just a prank. It was just a condom in his pocket. Um, eventually she figured out that he just wanted money and because she couldn't tolerate his childish and dirty behavior anymore, she struck him with the whiskey bottle on the head. When he tried to lunge at her, she did it again. And that's when Yojin hears Yujung's voice and begins screaming 
who is it? So now we're like back into reality. And she wakes up in a hospital bed, realizing that she's like really sweating, like she's soaked, like soaked in sweat. And she turns to face Hyojung. So the first. Yeah, it's not a hospital. He, she's still in the clinic. So clinic, you know, yeah. he, he did everything in his clinic. Um, I don't remember. Didn't Myongo say something specific to really set her off to hit him? Right? Or no? She pr- he probably did. Yeah, I'm just not remembering. But that also answered a question me and Macy had for part one. We weren't sure if Yojin was willing to get her hands dirty because we were questioning if someone maybe had done it for her. And we were both mm-hmm. wrong. Um, she is willing to get her hands yeah. dirty. Yeah. I, I thought that she did it. But like I said, there was part of me that maybe doubted because it, if when it came to the bullying, it was mainly her instructing others to inflict harm. So I wasn't sure how far she was willing to go. But obviously there's no limit. Yeah. <laughs> so when she gets that weird, when she gets in that rage. Yeah. And so like, yeah, she's in her hospital sh- clinic bed um, after the procedure's done. And then... The male lead asks her if she's okay. And that's where we leave off with episode 10. He played it off so well. He did. That's what I mean. Like, if it was the other way around, like, I just couldn't see anyone else doing that besides him. That's what I mean, the back and forth. Yeah. That was an interesting episode, though. But, like, I didn't really get into the detail of it. But, like, the way the mom went about, like, getting her fired or, like, just was so... I mean, she was just being herself. You would think, though, like people would have some sort of guilt about it. But like, you know, no, that's why we have words like narcissism for them and like (laughs) sociopath. Yeah, I think these people just they have way too much self-preservation. Like they don't they'll do anything so that they don't go. I don't know, die to jail, whatever they're trying to protect themselves from. But no loyalty, no remorse or uh concern about other human beings besides themselves like everybody for themselves i suppose but we're gonna manipulate y'all each other as well <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna just jump right into episode 11 Go for it okay so we're at the point where we know what happened with Myongo. we know exactly who did it for now um so after getting the story out of yeah i'm not gonna say anything <laughs> um so after getting the story out of yunjin Yojong gets some of the skin from the scar on her foot. Oh, so this was an important detail I've missed in episode 10. So when she hits him on the head, he kind of like lunges towards her. And when he lunges towards her, he kind of like gave her a really nasty scar on her foot. And so coming back to episode 11, this is the scar that he was getting like skin tissue from. Just so he now has like solid evidence that like she was the one, you know. Yeah, because in part one, we all we saw her... You know, once he went missing, she had a huge Band-Aid on her foot. And this is why now I know also, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something to really tip her off where she just saw like rage and just didn't think of anything else. Because that bottle was big. You have to mm-hmm. imagine how heavy that bottle was. And it probably still had liquor in it. So co- combination yeah. of liquid still in it, plus the glass bottle itself being heavy for her. She's pretty tiny. It seemed like to be swinging mm-hmm. that big. I was like, she's not there. She's not there. That's a blackout moment. Mm-hmm. No, the fact that she was able to hit him that hard, like you said, was like, yeah. 
And then she went back and did it again. <laughs> like <laughs> that took some strength. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so now Dongun has like clear, like hardcore evidence that pinpoints Hyunjin from Yongo's murder. This like I said before, if it was not for him, like she would not have been able to pull this off. Cause that was actually a very, very clever move. To get her to come in for like a cosmetic procedure, but then like to go for her scar. I didn't see that coming. Did you? I did not see that. No. Which, by the way, shout out to the writers for like that clever plot twist. (laughs) A lot of plot twists. Yeah. All right. So the police officer who has been helping Yunjin and her mother all this while all this time is like getting tired of their shenanigans and like decide to use Myungo's body as collateral for all the times they've trampled on his quote-unquote good deeds for them. So basically him throwing everything they've done under I the rug. how he was trying to plot to get his also, not revenge, but just have like a backup in case things go wrong to put the fall on them. Yeah. He thought he was being clever. Not a little did he know. Right. He saves, so yeah, he saves Myungo's body in an abandoned morgue um, sealed in a vacuum pack, which by the way, I do want to mention how realistic they made it look. Like, it actually made it look like his body was dead. Yeah, so I wonder like, if he was actually, like, in that for a little bit and had ways he can breathe. I don't know. Like, that, that was, was pretty... Like, that wasn't even, like, something you could use a stunt double for, you know? Pretty well done. Or a dummy. You think maybe they made a dummy? That's a lot of effort for a show, but hey, hey who I knows? Mean, if they got enough money... <laughs> yeah. They could have made up just with... How would they pull that off, though? It's not... It's no, it, pretty easy, actually. It's not uncommon for, I feel like, I don't know how they do, I would have to do some research on my end for them to use, like, props like that. Like, especially in horror movies. Because if you I think about it, how would they you were breathe? able to get an artist. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually found an artist to be able to, like, somehow create him mm-hmm. and use that as a dummy. Yeah. Because every time they showed him, it's not like they showed him for, like, five seconds. Like, they would actually pan the camera on him. So for him to like movie magic. Yeah. I wonder if he anyway, if I were to ever meet him, I'd ask him how he pulled that off if it, if it was actually him. But yeah, so where are we? So this police officer is basically using Yongo's body as collateral. Unfortunately for him though, Yojong purchases the funeral home so they can like solidify their evidence with the actual body. I just want to mention, like, I've seen so many, like, revenge plots, but, like, this is, like, just so next level. Like, she thought of everything. It was like, definitely he, the smartest revenge plan I've I ever seen. I agree. Like, like, wow. Not even just her taking years to do it. Like, she thought it out so well, planned out everything, and if she didn't know something, made sure she did her research. Like what B and Macy kept emphasizing in part one, women are scary. Y'all should fear right? us more than you actually do. I was constantly thinking to myself, I'm like, how did she even know that? How did she even figure that out? That's what I said. <laughs> like, well, Body wasn't she friends? Wasn't I don't say what I don't want to say friends, but like she was working with his henchmen, though. The police officer's henchmen, right? I like, don't you know, think the gangsters with them until a lot later. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I don't I don't think she was actually working at with this them. point. No, because she had hired her. The other, like the slightly curly haired friend. Yeah. Her friends with the tattoos to like scare the other guys. These are different. Okay. So, yeah. So she never actually worked with the guys that were working with the police officer. These were different gangs that she got through 
Like Until Macy the very said, end. Yes. Gotcha. But and even then, they weren't working for Dongun. They were working for um, Yojin's husband. Mm, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm getting them all confused. That's okay. <laughs> that's why we're here to help. All right. So Dongun manages to create an opportunity for Hyunnam to meet her daughter. So at this point, everything was basically set for Suna to just like leave the country. And she does. She's like at the airport and everything. Um, but the mom is at home. So she's at home now. And it shows scenes of where like she's getting beat up pretty much every single day. And so they're at the point where Suna is leaving for the U.S. and she wants and Dongyun wanted. Did you did you get that part where Yojin end up finding out she because she shows up to Hyunnam's apartment? Yeah, when I'm she getting was about to that to part. Leave. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I she ahead. she wants Hyunnam to meet with her daughter, but she can't because Yojin, like the evil villainess that she is, shows up at the last minute, stopping her from going out. And so again, her walking into the place with her shoes on, like even in an Asian country, the disrespect. Like she has no regard. <laughs> it's one thing to do it here, but where they're at, I was like, no, this is disrespectful. Honestly, that's the least of our concerns regarding this lady. <laughs> I, I know, but still, it just adds on to the narcissism of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she pops up and um, she basically instructs Hyunnam to continue following the rest of the gang and to keep track of people and she also asks Dong-un if she has like another accomplice and everything and she replies yes and says that it is a man but that's all she knows for now um but anyway Yunjin, the evil person that she is basically was telling her that the reason so for the past few days Hyunnam's husband hasn't been coming home so she's been having like pretty quiet nights and stuff and that's because Yunjin has been giving her husband money and he's been like gambling his nights away. But she tells her that like, I didn't give him any money today. So basically he's going to be coming home early. And so essentially she does not get to meet her daughter before she leaves for the United States, unfortunately. Yeah. And that scene of him beating her up like that, that was hard to watch for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say though, for this show, they showed every possible, not every possible, everything except have they shown sexual abuse on this show? They did in part one, I think. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. In like lighter terms than what they could show, which I appreciate. Yeah. So like they didn't go too into detail with any of that. Like if this was an American show, I'm sure they would have have shown something. Yeah. Like some type of graphic rape scene we did not need. But they did show like little. They like insinuated that it was happening. Mm. So, but yeah, every other abuse except for that, thank God, has been shown so incredibly detailed and like so realistically. It's like it was so difficult to watch. Like you said, like I couldn't. That was one mm. of the scenes that was like hard to watch. And then the one of like the girls getting burned with like the hair straightener. Yeah, I thought for a second that she was gonna die. Yes, like I was worried yes. that she was gonna just it, it was too much for her, and she wouldn't be able to like get to her her happy life after i was like oh god no i will lose her like at one point like i think i know what the scene you're talking about like he beats her up so bad that like she just falls to the ground yeah i think that's the same scene like when he comes home yeah because he's Mm -hmm. asking where their daughter is yeah and then she starts to be like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm like kind of provoking him Mm -hmm. but like like she'd had enough and i'm like oh god (laughs) He's going to take She's it. She's so strong. Like, all the way this time. But, yeah. 
She was definitely one of my favorite yes, characters. I was she, rooting for her so hard, mm-hmm. like so hard. Her little friendship eggs. Yeah, she was I know. I was like so sad. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So. So yeah. So now Yojin knows that there's a man working with her. Yeonjin's mother finds out that Sohee's body is now in the morgue. So Dooyoung tells Dongun that he will not leave his wife. So they meet at this point. The husband tells her that he's not going to leave his wife and that they should meet again. Not what, not exactly sure what that implies. But at home, Dooyoung is eating a salad, even though Yeonjin had texted that she was going to cook something delicious for him. She's enraged and basically throws everything I know, away. I like how she tried to actually be like a good wife. Right. She's like, I'm going to come home and cook. And then she comes <laughs> home and she just throws it all away. I'm like, that's such a waste right? of groceries. I hate rich people. Groceries in this economy? Lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. But like, I think it was at that point, though, that she accused him of like being a cheater. And he... Yes. <laughs> like... Uh, you have no room to talk. And then he's like, oh, really? I've never questioned your and Jaejun's relationship. And like frozen. Her face is just frozen. Just so blatant. Just writes out and says it doesn't beat around the bush. Be like, you have no room to talk, Miss Cheater. Yeah. Of the past 12 years. I tell you guys, when I first watched this, I was gasping so much. I gasped so loud when he said that. I was like, all right, we're going straight there. You know, I, I don't I don't know if I mentioned this in part one, but like this show, like after a long time, is a show that I like physically reacted to. Like every time there was like I haven't physically reacted to a show like this in a very long time. Yeah. If ever, honestly. Because typically if something like weird is happening or something like gruesome, I'd be just like mentally like, oh okay. But here I was like, oh like like you said, like I was gasping, I was like, oh my god, like holding my head quite literally. Um, but yeah. Screamed at my TV like yeah. I was a boomer watching my daily soap opera. Right. I've never been so like interactive with a TV show. <laughs> Just the, the words the audacity. Right. Yes. In my head. yes. I'm like, really? Really? If they renamed the show's name to the audacity, fully understand why. <sighs> but yeah. Um all right, so yeah, he she gets mad at him. She's like stuck there. He leaves the home and he goes to play Go with a Dong Dongun. And so Dongun and him are playing a game. He calmly, so while they're playing the game, Dongun calmly replies that he was cornered by her in the game. So he enjoyed it a lot. So I guess this is where they kind of talk about their chemistry being pretty good because like the way they kind of like bounce off of each other is like very interesting so like his choice of words have like double meaning i guess you could say part one as as well but especially when they play go together that's why i think a lot of like viewers were talking about like oh their chemistry is so much better but like like even at the end like i just could never have seen them together anyway yeah like i knew he wasn't ever going to actually try to pursue dongun like a lot of people even us thought so Mm -hmm. i just couldn't see that happening I couldn't see her accepting that either. Yeah. So that's where that. So elsewhere. So we have Hey Jong. You call who the Gretchen? Yeah. If you've ever seen Mean Girl, she's the Gretchen Wieners of the group. Gretchen. Um, yeah. So she gets her hands on Myongo's iPad and notices that there's a voice recording. So as you can tell, it was from the day of his death and it had all the details of Yunjin and his conversation. Although it does get cut off like mid-conversation but it was like that's when he gets the phone call yeah so that's when the recording but it was enough to hint that you know she was there so she knows something 
Yes. Um, so Suna is missing, basically not missing, but she had left at this point. Hyunnam's abusive husband ruthlessly beats her up. He finds a bag of cash that she says she needs to return to the woman who gave it to her. The woman had instructed Hyunnam to send an absurd message and she didn't like the feeling of it. So her husband, of course, is bothered and happy to see the cash flow. He accepts the task and sends out the message. It is to Yeonjin's mother and reads, I know your daughter killed someone. It is clear now that Gyeongrong is siding with Dongun because she has the whiskey bottle from the night of Myung-oh's murder stashed up in her wardrobe. So it could be possible that she's doing it for herself, but we know where this is essentially going. So finally, Dongun can't understand why Yeo-jung is going so far to help her. He says that she was the person who saved him at his worst, so he will do anything to make things right for her. So Dongun's voiceover has other ideas, though, and she leaves us with the note that it's possible for one of them to cause a sudden swell of hope. Yeah, so that's where we're at with episode 11. I don't think I have much to say after this. Yeah. This one didn't have too much going on as far as, like, content-wise. But that is going to pick up, starting with episode 12. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> You're almost done. I know. It's okay. <laughs> now you see how I feel. I was thinking okay. about you. I was like, oh, my God. How did she do that whole first part? Like, this is crazy. I don't know. I am. Uh, all right. So, episode 12. So Dongan has clearly been a step uh, a step ahead of Yeonjin. She knows exactly what her next boat next moves will look like, and just like her game of Go, she traps Yeonjin further inside her own house. So Yeonjin finds out from Hyunnam that the man Dongan is with is actually the doctor that she went to, and finally begins to understand the cards she's being dealt with. So Yeonjin's mother attacks the police officer basically her friend, about Sohee's body being in the freezer and not in the morgue of the hospital. Yoonjin connects two and two and realizes that Yojung is not just her plastic surgeon, but the son of the owner of the hospital where Sohee's body was. Now we're going back to teacher Chu, who we now know, confirmed, is a pervert who takes <laughs> pictures of young female students at the school. And Dongun sends these photos to Jaejun, stating that there are pictures of his daughter in there too. So in a fit, Jaejun beats up the teacher on the school premises for young Yesol to see. Yesol immediately... Okay, before- what? Go ahead. If you're going to finish this, go ahead before we move on, before the scene. Okay. Go ahead if you have more. So Yosol immediately calls her father and tells him what oh, tells him what she saw. Do-young rushes to the station where Jae-jun is asked to settle with the teacher for beating him up. Jae-jun realizes that Do-young knows the truth about Yojin's infidelity and punches him in the face. So basically, yeah, go ahead. Okay, yes. I just, just, this, just the teacher real quick. Again, as I was saying, we fucking knew it. We knew this guy was a creep. We kept I just want to say, how do they pick their actors? Like, I kept saying, I'm like, is this just one of these men that just like has a weird hatred towards women? And that's why it's creepy because like, like Dongun even pointed out when they were talking one time where like he said like if you weren't a woman i would hit you and then she was like you look like you only hit women anyway because you're not strong enough to hit any type of men but still but the fact when we found out when i first saw before they revealed like he was a basically a pedophile not basically is a pedophile when he had a camera at the recess i was like first of all 
who let this grown man with the camera on school grounds i don't care like if he's a teacher there's no type of special events happening right now for him to have a camera no matter how much he played it off why is no one questioning his camera and then when he was just telling them like oh it's just innocent like you don't take pictures i'm like no this is weird this is already giving me like stay away from this man and then when we found out he uh i just can't uh the beating was deserved the beating was deserved this was the only time i was on jeju's side i know no one watches family guy here but there's this i only watch it to help fall asleep if so i don't really watch it but i know in the earlier seasons there's an episode where like peter finds out that quagmire um is in love with Lois and he hears it on a voice thing and they get in a brawl at a um, party in their backyard. And then Meg is like, yes, dad, kill him, murder him. That's exactly what I was screaming at my TV when Jeju was beating him up. Yeah. That is the only time I will justify Jeju getting violent. I wanted more. I wanted to see more (laughs) children. No, no. Break the camera, break the camera over his face. Yeah. Oh, I saw red. I don't care if that makes me sound like a bad person. I just, uh, I wanted more. I wanted him to beat beat up. Well, more. I mean, you saw red for a good reason. So, mm-hmm. like children. Oh, I said not the pedophile <laughs> and like babies. These are babies. None of these girls are older than eight years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, this show covered every I, type I, of like. Started crying like yes. again when I said when it comes to children, even if I want them or not, like that's just a thing where it's like anything that has to do with children's a hard limit for me just because uh, I can't even explain it. Oh, I just wanted him to die so badly. I'm sorry. But that's very no, satisfactory, like satisfactory though. It was very satisfying. I put my hatred for Jay June aside for just one second just to watch him beat that guy up. And I blame all the adults. I blame all the teachers. I'm sorry. I don't understand how no one questioned him having a camera in the school grounds on the playground every day. It seemed like he was taking pictures every day. Honestly, Mm -hmm. if I, as a teacher myself, if I saw a teacher with like a camera, I wouldn't question them, but I would definitely watch them. Like it wasn't the fact that he had a camera that was the problem. It was the angles that he had it at. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. That was like... Yeah, he also made sure he was taking those types of pictures when no one was watching. Yeah, so like, I'm not too bothered if like they're taking pictures, but like the angle that he added at, had it at, made it very obvious that they were not normal pictures. You know what I mean? And especially like, Mm. if you notice, they're all of the kids climbing up. They're not of them like just hanging out or anything. It's like them climbing up and like, ugh. Yeah, anyway. So that was the disturbing part. But but you're right, though. Like, I'm surprised no one, like, focused on him. Like, no one questioned him. Why do you have a camera when they're just playing at recess like any old day? You know, the only one who knew was that one guy who told mm-hmm. Dong Un about it, who was like his assistant. And I don't know if he was like scared of him, if he had something on him as well. But it was just like, I mean, he obviously also had enough of it. So but it's just the fact it took that long. Yeah. It's scary times out here. It's scary it times out here. Y'all wonder why I don't be wanting children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. No. Because if I was a parent and I found that out, no, I would be in jail. You're not I would surviving be in jail. that. <laughs> no. They would 
physically had to have taken 10 teachers to get me off of him if I've ever found someone like that. Oh, the other thing that bothered me, though, about that is that they wanted they wanted him to settle. Like, you're not going to investigate his like his yeah. camera, like his camera roll. Like, was that not? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that is a culture thing, because just learning about real life things, it seems like sexual crimes are easier to get away with than anything else. Again, which is sad. That's why I side eye when it comes to sexual crimes and drug crimes. Yeah. And I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't know too much about their laws. That's what I know, because especially if, you know, later on when another situation happens, it seems like it's easier to settle over there than do actual cases. It also could be two separate issues. Like, yeah, we're going to investigate it, but you still beat up a civilian. Like, yeah, you have to take accountability for that because we haven't investigated yet. And even if they did, you can still be charged for assault just because you beat up a criminal. You, you're still charged with assault. So... Hopefully it's just, it's separate issues. Like they're investigating him, but he also beat up somebody in a public space. Like you can't, you can't just do that no matter what they did, unfortunately. And especially where they were at, which was at a school. I suppose. Completely sidetracked. But like, that kind of reminds me of a documentary that came out on Netflix about how this girl who I think out of self-defense ended up killing her rapist, but like she ended up getting jail time anyway. Wasn't mm-hmm. her name... Is it the Cynthia girl you're talking I think, about? I think so. Or is it someone else? I think it's her. Okay, because I know about that story. I didn't know there was a documentary. I might go watch it. But yes, because I think I've said this before. I don't know on here, just talking to you guys, how like, especially now it's getting worse for victims because the victims mm. fight back. It seems like they're getting harsher punishments than the actual yeah. perpetrators. Yeah. The court system has a really screwed up perception of like, um intent and the level of force used like was it necessary so it's like okay you were being attacked by somebody you shot him five times they will be like you only really needed to shoot him once so we consider that excessive force but which is dumb i mean like if you're scared and your life's in danger you're gonna do whatever you need to do to get out of that situation so but and I know, like, why self defense is a tricky thing to plead in a court of law. So and, yes, and li- libel is that what it's called? Like when you spread false information or libel, libel, something like yeah. that. L i b e l. That's yes. Yeah. I know, especially over in Korea, that's like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So oh. As per the police officer, defamation is a serious crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, more serious than taking pictures of eight-year-old little girls up their skirts. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. I am so glad they didn't go any further with that scene. So, or else, like, Me I would have, like, like you, I would have seen red. Because, like, how as a show can you show that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just as bad as like any show that like be showing unnecessary rape scenes for no reason. It's like speaking of unnecessary scenes, it, there's one that comes later that I just I can't with Netflix anymore. But we'll talk about that later. In this show, <laughs> yeah, or just in general, no, no, in this show. Okay, I'm curious on what scene that is, but yes, I'm glad it was brought to light so we know <laughs> this shit happens. But at the same time. It's like one of those things. That's why I like this show a lot. It's like, thank you for shedding light on these type of situations. Now, what can we do as a society to fix this? Yeah. When is just talking about it going to be actually enough? I say that for a lot of things, but. I think though, well, I guess I can't really comment on it, but like now that 
there is more awareness. I don't really hear too much about it going on. Naturally, it is obviously going on. But I, like now that everybody knows that even if you have like this, like this type of thing, if you're caught in like a bullying scandal and you want to do something in like entertainment, like most people know that this will follow you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think in that case, like people are just more aware of it. But like you said, practical steps, maybe there needs to be more things done regarding that. I don't know. I'm just trying to think because like even with the bullying things, how many people actually take like some type of accountability where it actually harms their careers in real yeah. life, depending on I their status. I think status. it's difficult because a lot of bullying happens in adolescence and just the punishments for minors are less for a reason because you're not like fully matured um, mentally. So it's like, where do you cross the line on like how much we should punish these kids or like how you obviously they need to be taught in the first place the right and wrongs of, of bullying. I don't know. I, I don't know how to go about that because you can't yeah. you can't really punish them like they're true adults because your brain doesn't fully develop until you're like 25. Um, but like, I mean, you should know better. You should know better. But I guess some people don't or how they're taught or whatever. I don't know. It's a tricky yeah. thing. It's also just making sure you punish them into ways to where they actually learn to not mm-hmm. do this again and not just punishing them just to punish them, but they're still going to continue doing it, you know, because they'll never actually really learn if you just punish them. Mm-hmm. They'll just know I did something bad. And if I get caught, maybe I'll get punished, but not actually knowing why it's bad. Yeah. Again, this can go into a lot of things I'm talking about in general mm-hmm. with a lot of issues we have, not just bullying, but still. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, this is like a broader topic. Thing. Yeah, this <laughs> is the whole Pandora's box. I, I can't I can't even think of just trying to dig into the root cause is humanity. <laughs> so how do you how do you prevent humanity from humanity all over the place? Like <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let me let those go. All right. So where do we leave off? Okay. So yeah. So Jaejun beat up the teacher. They're at the police station. Jaejun is expected to settle with um, the teacher for beating him up. So at this point, Doyoung does come into the police station with his own like lawyers and everything. And so at this point, I mean, has some pretty good lawyers. I'm just going to say, yeah, you got some pretty good lawyers. So at this point, <laughs> his lawyers basically took care of everything and they're exiting the the police station. And so at this point, like, it's obvious that he knows about the infidelity and everything like that. And so the two men confront each other. It was satisfying <laughs> to watch. Yeah. So this is basically Do Young's turn to show off his strength. As he gives Jajun a well-deserved beating for coming near his family, I thought, like, like I said, this was like so incredibly satisfying I to watch. He only did that because Jajun kept provoking him because for some reason he's obsessed with being in this little girl's life now that he knows that he's the father. Yeah. So I think he said something about why don't you just go ahead and break up with Yojin so I can be the dad. I think yeah. he said something yeah. like that. So he didn't. Did, he didn't swing first, did he? Which one? No, I think Jajun swung first. Yeah. Jajun always so swings first. Even, even if he, whatever he said, I mean, he started it exactly. <laughs> So because I think he said something back like slick, like you'll never get here or something. Mm-hmm. So and then he showed him up. I was surprised that Do Young was able to hold himself down. I, I honestly didn't know 
and think he can fight. Oh, he said, like, you'll never have your soul, whether I have your gin or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and then that's when he swung. But I was I was surprised he was able to stay on his own. And again, I, that's the time I had to remind myself men like this are not real. I keep saying that this whole show with him and with Yo Chunk. I'm just like, because these two, why? The irony, though, the irony is that they didn't go back into into the police station for assault again. It's just so funny how they had a whole brawl in the parking lot of the police station. Yeah, nobody noticed. No one noticed. No one came out. No one stopped it besides the lawyers. But still, yeah, I, I was happy. Jade definitely deserved that because I don't think I think that's the first time anyone has really put him in his place like that. Yeah, he deserved yeah. it. Hundred percent. So Jay June seemed like he was always the one where even if he was the aggressor, like he always won in fights. So this was the first time he actually really got up beat up physically. Mm-hmm. And I smiled. He even he, he even was like, I appreciate it. No one's ever like, you know, won. Yeah, he <laughs> he low-key respected yeah. it. He was like, damn, I hate your guts. You have my daughter, but I respect you. Even if it's like 1%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So switching gears from that satisfying brawl. So Sada, the one with the drug problems, she wants to leave Korea and go to the Netherlands because doing drugs is there. So at this point, like her like whole withdrawal and like her relationship with drugs is just like so all over and the I'm place. I'm glad because I also said I didn't know if they just imply that she does other drugs besides weed so it isn't is shown that she does uh, some other hard stuff besides yeah. the weed because i'm like there's no way Weed's you not were addictive. no that <laughs> is, say it that's, over and over again. that's some heroin there that's that's some, some cocaine whatever else she's I don't know, rich whatever drug she I has rich about. people drugs like and her yeah. parents know about it yeah that's the sad thing they're like as long as you're functional enough to paint mm-hmm. that's all that matters they all have some fucked up families. But you know, that's actually very clever because that's a good way of hiding your drug addiction into creative. Right. To like creating things. Like, I don't and know. like, I know in Korea, but I also noticed it here in the States too, like those IV drips to make you feel better are starting to become very popular. So like they just hooked her up with some IV stuff to make her feel better. Mm, yeah. I think there's actually a place near my neighborhood that I saw where I saw something about like IV drip treatments. I'm like, what? This is new. I don't know anything about it, but yeah. Interesting. Is it not just, I always assumed that it was just fluids. Like you're, you've been dehydrated and whatnot. And you like, it's just kind of a, a detox, like fluid. I don't anything. know. I didn't become a doctor for a reason. <laughs> That's Honestly, anything can was, become but... a source of addiction at this point. Yeah. Truly. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's trying to go to Netherlands. Um, her mother think it her mother thinks it's finally time for her to go to rehab, but her father, who is a pastor, cannot handle the shame that <laughs> would bring on his family. I'm sorry. Uh, but he, just... he can he can wait a few episodes because yes, then he'll know okay. what shame is. Yeah. So we find out that Yo Jung's father asked for Sohee's body to be moved to the freezer. Because he believed her mother when she said it wasn't a suicide. He thought things would be solved soon, but the body was never moved. So now Yojin's friendly neighborhood cop, aka her mom's friend, tries to get the body back, moved to the morgue to investigate supposed illegal practices by the hospital. Yojin's mother doesn't allow it and keeps a firm foot forward. So Young finally tells Yeonjin that he knows Yisol is not his biological daughter but she will be hers even if yojin herself 
isn't as we said before. So Dong Yun's mother is still the biggest nuisance in her life, despite all that has happened to her. So yeah, there is that. So to get Dong Yun fired as a teacher, her mother takes bribes from Dong Eun's students' parents. Dong Eun cuts up all the gifts her mom received and tells her that she hopes this is the last time they will ever meet. Her mother replies that she will never be able to run away from her because blood is thicker than water. So as Dong Eun cries out, having been scarred by her mother on the face and in her heart, that she had enough, Jaejun appears in front of her. He wants to know how Dong Eun found out about the beating at school when Dong Eun said she only told Jaejun about the pictures. She doesn't get out of the car and he doesn't move from in front of it. Luckily, Yo Jong makes it in time and shoves his car in the front of Jaejun, forcing him to fall. <laughs> Dong Eun escapes and gets home safely but bruised. So this part was like, I don't know, like I was like very, very like traumatized watching the whole scene between her mom and her. And like, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what to think because yeah, like in that specific scene, she approaches her mom and like, that's when like they have like, I think their first confrontation, like legit confrontation. And you can tell that Dongan still is kind of like scared of her mom because of like the repercussions and everything. And you truly see how crazy she is because like in the center of the room, she has like meat like on a gas cylinder, not a gas cylinder. What what would you call that? Like just a stove? I know what you're talking about. It's like one of those portable Yeah, like a portable things. grill thing. I don't know what it actually is called. And like the fact that one, she sliced, not sliced, but like she scratches her with a knife. It was a knife, right? It was like scissors because she scissors, was um, yeah. cutting up. The stuff that was one and then the fact that she just lit the whole place on fire saying that we're both gonna die together like you truly see how psychotic and how crazy and how alcohol like dependent she is in that scene and it was just like so sad i just i also just don't get not just her but people like this in real life because like as you said and what she said she's like you can't get rid of me blood is thicker than water it's like man you left what are you mm-hmm. talking about like you obviously don't care about her, whether she was your daughter or not as a person. Why are you still following her? Stuff like that doesn't make sense to me because you obviously show that you don't want to be there, but yet you still want to torment her. I mean, I think she just sees her as a meal ticket, you know, at this point. Like, she doesn't care about her, but now that she's, uh, like, realized, oh, wait a second, you're actually kind of successful and you can get me money and alcohol... I'm going to cling to you. But she got rid of the main thing that would keep her an alcoholic. Like, do you, like, she got rid of her job. So, like, how does she expect Dongman to, like, support her? Like, that was, like, confusing. I think that, well, I'm, I would assume that because, uh, what's her face offered her money. So she is getting money out of it. Yeah, that's true. More money than Dongman could probably earn as a teacher. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because during that whole brawl, she's like, oh, why didn't you just keep your job? Blah, blah, blah. Like she was taunting her. Yeah, I I would assume that like... That's the alcohol talking, honestly. (laughs) Blame it on the alcohol. Maybe she was expecting her to get some kind of settlement as well. Like she wanted... Some Jamie Foxx and some (laughs) T-Pain. No, but as someone with, not to this extreme, just experience with mother-daughter relationships... And basically it being non-existent, this is just one of the things where I was watching. I'm like, this is why I ignore people when they're like, oh, but that's still your mother. 
because you don't know what's going on, whether it's to this extreme or not this extreme. Is this there's still some type of child trauma there? Because, again, mm-hmm. the only time you really saw Dongun react like this was with her mom and with Jaejun in part one, but mostly with her mom. So, like, she's still affected about by it. And like, mm-hmm. like we said, that's her mom, but she's still also a person. Right. You have to well, take away the mother like, and biological thing from the mm-hmm. person. And she's just an awful person. Right. Unfortunately, from personal experience, I can say that you're never more important than the alcohol when it comes to people like that. So it's like she I'm I was happy to see that she like got herself away from her in the end because there's no once you're that gone, there's no saving that person. This is why I say Dongan is so incredibly smart because during that entire scene, she had a camera set up that like showed the mm-hmm. entire thing. And so when she took yeah. her mom to like the doctors to get her like officially diagnosed, like there's no way you could refute that. And like the fact that mm-hmm. that the mother broke down in front of the doctor just like really, you know, set that in stone. I mean, yeah. even just her back and forth of like saying there was nothing wrong with her, too, when they were getting checked. And like when he was writing all those notes, I'm like, yep, she she's probably mm-hmm. drunk right now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not going to lie. It was very satisfying to see her taken away to a psych mm-hmm. to a psych ward. Was it a psych ward or was it a rehab? Where where did she actually end up? Probably like forced rehabilitation. OK, that, because. Like, I asked this. Well, no one answers me on Twitter. Twitter was like the void for me. But I was wondering if they actually had rehabilitation for like drug and alcohol abuse there just because in real life, I know there's a celebrity right now that was getting caught with a lot of drugs. But it seems like because I don't know if he was a like entertainer or if he's a sports person, it seemed like from what I was reading, it was a drug he was taking from an injury that he ended up getting dependent on that made him take other drugs. But, you know, every time I read stuff like that, the first thing they talk about is sending them to jail. I'm like, do you, is, is rehab not a first option before jail? Can we not try to find a way to rehabilitate and heal these people Mm -hmm. before we send them to jail? Yeah, because jail is not the answer. Yeah, I mean, that's even for here, too, because like, you know, before we became like legal, quote unquote, you see people in like 20 years just for some weed. And it's like Mm -hmm. there is so much more worse stuff. But that's a whole different topic and problem. Right. They talk about uh, Sarah, her mom being like, maybe it's time to go to rehab, Mm -hmm. you know. So they mention it and then, but the doctor is writing down the psychological disorders. So I don't know if it's like a combination facility of like right. mental and also substance abuse. Yeah. Because those tend to go hand in hand. So I don't know. That's why I thought it was um, a psych ward originally. I don't know. I'm going to just say. Because he wrote delusional and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say because probably because she was her mom, she got off way too easy. Yes. I think yeah. so. And it probably was because she was her mother. I don't know, but like out of all the betrayals that she has been through. I think that one was the worst to me. Yeah, the betrayal she felt from her mother was like the worst for me. Like once when she was younger and then the second time when she came back and like destroyed her job, basically. Because even Macy said it at the very, I remember from part one where she was talking about like, if that was my child, this whole revenge thing wouldn't have happened because if she had realized her daughter was getting bullied in the first place, she would have transferred her. Yeah. I First of all, I would I would like to think that I would have a relationship with my daughter that she would tell me the second it started happening. Right. You know, obviously her and her mom were not close and she didn't feel like she could tell her. I, mean, I don't think she was barely home. Was she even ever home? Exactly. 
Exactly. So I would hope that a child of mine would be in a better position to even tell me, and then we're gone. Like, if, especially if, like, I can maybe, in course of events, I would assume that you would talk to the teacher, teachers first to see if it can't be resolved. But if that was the model I was looking at, we'd be like, pack your shit, we're leaving. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> crazy. So. All right. So to continue on, so the second person to basically be targeted, I guess, is Sada. So Dongun gets the thugs who helped her beat up the guys who are following Hyunam to get her drugs. She asks them to plant them in a secluded place in the church where Sada's father is a pastor. And before you know it, Sara has injected herself. So at this point, she was trying really hard to be like sober and everything. But just the mere mention of a drug, drug being like that close, like, you know, enticed mm-hmm. her enough to go down there. So Dongun sends a cryptic message um, reading, smile for the camera. And then in her drug-induced state, Sara remembers the that sexual favor she performed for Myongo in return for drugs before he died. She begins to explicitly touch herself in the place of worship when a message is sent to everyone at the church. That whole scene was wild. It was so wild. Me. Yeah. I was not expecting any of that. Yeah. <sighs> and the thing is, like, Yeonjin is, like, also, like, being informed about all of this and like she she knows like Dongun is behind all of it crazy i told you they were never a friend group yeah how quickly they were all willing to portray each other yeah i think friends yeah it was just toxicity waiting to bleed through honestly i wouldn't even consider that associates yeah i wouldn't even want to be an associate with you yeah um, so yeah, Sara finds herself being photographed by a dozen people. Hyunnam tells Yeonjin that Dongun is at her friend's father's church. And Yeonjin arrives there immediately. She confronts Dongun, asking her if this was her doing. Dongun agrees without flinching. Dongun calls Yeonjin weather reporter A, and we see a flashback of Dongun's friend helping Sohee's mother write an anonymous post regarding a reporter who participated in school violence leading to someone's death. Yeonjin's phone is bombarded with messages. Dongun makes it known that she knows about Myongo's murder. Yeonjin unhinged asks her if she has any evidence, and Dongun tells her that she has plenty of evidence. So that is where we stop with episode 12. Yep, and that's when the real juice starts mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> this is when quote unquote shit really hits the fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nah, but still, I'm not over the whole church scene. Not even just her being drugged out, but like not her getting this weird in her high state remembrance. I didn't see that coming with her sexually pleasing Myongo in any way. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. definitely took advantage of her being high mm-hmm. yeah. and drugged out. So I mean, like I said, the substance takes control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, that actress did such a great job. Like I'm like like when I was watching, I'm like, dang, was she a drug addict in a past life? Like, I don't know. She did her research really well. Right. Yeah. I'll, honestly, this whole cast is very talented. Yes. <laughs> They all played their parts perfectly. All right, Macy, it's your turn. An hour and 50 minutes <laughs> oh in. I will probably be quicker because my notes are not quite as detailed. <laughs> oh, and then but, I'll be also long because you guys know how I am. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta work at 7 a.m. tomorrow, people. <laughs> oh, we'll try mm-hmm. to hurry up. That's okay. 
Um, so anyway, so I am doing episodes 13 and 14. Um, so episode 13 starts out with um, the video of Sarah and the letter um, in social media. So the letter is like, is it, it's depicting, um, so he's like abuse. Yeah, so I guess it's an old letter that didn't get many hits before basically mm-hmm. talking about all of them. So like Yojin, Sada, um, Hyojong and all them bullying her. Um right. and it just I guess Dong I guess probably reposted it. And mm-hmm. for some reason this time it got more hits. I think yeah. because of Sada's thing at the church, because I think that was being like, I don't know if it was being live streamed, but people were definitely posting videos of that happening. And so they know they're right. all connected. Well, Sara like accuses her of like releasing that at the same time to like kind of cover up the letter. So that takes more focus. Um, but it is still out there. And like reporters are kind of coming up to her and like, are you reporter A or weathercaster A? I think is what she's referred to in that post. Um, so she is dealing with that, like, speculation of it being her and whatnot. But it's not super, like, she's not having any problems at work, really. It's, like, and Sarah's video is definitely more sensationalized. I do want to mention, though, like, considering how quick, like, the audience turns, I'm surprised she didn't start having, like, issues earlier with her job. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it just wasn't as, like, it, de- it 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 describes her, but I don't, there's no really proof on that where like later videos are like more proof and that's when she really starts to have issues. So at the same time, uh, Jay June is finding out that the hard drive in like the camera was swapped, not erased. So he, he takes it to like this guy to try to recover the footage and um, it's, it's a new hard drive. It's not, it hasn't been erased and can't be recovered, um, which we find out that the assistant uh, changed it for... Um, Yeonjin. 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 There's too many names. <laughs> it's okay. We'll help you. Um, so it was her order that it be swapped out, which, of course, we now know is because she was the perpetrator of... Um, Myoyeon owes death. Um, Hyunjun shows Jaejun Myoyeon owes recording. Um, he realizes that the recording was made at his boutique, and he ends up seducing Hyunjun to like he like basically tells her, "Do you want to raise Hazel together?" See, remember <laughs> I asked the question when her photos from her phone was released if they were sleeping together. I don't think I that they right. had before that point though. Do you? I didn't. I didn't get the. In- Who? Oh. I d- wasn't under the impression that they had gone there before. Like- no, I was because remember I I I asked that question like in episode seven or eight. I was like, these pictures look more intimate than they really are as far as all their friend groups. So that's why I was like, mm-hmm. have they? S- I I mean, it was obviously applied because, like I said, she's so obsessed with Yojin. She's trying to have her life. And I could mm-hmm. tell she had a crush on Jejun. But I was like, it seems like Jejun also was aware of this. So I was wondering if they right. ever hooked up in the past. But for them to hook up like that, that wasn't the first time. They've definitely hooked up before. So I have a mm-hmm. feeling he was sleeping with Yojin and Heijong. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just sleeping with everyone, basically. No STDs right. passed Plus- around. I'm surprised. Oh, let's not get into that, please. <laughs> 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 
let's not. Because I I definitely had the question. Was protection ever used in any of these situations? Uh, if, since yay soul is here, then no. I do want to say, though, like at that point when it's like Jejun and what's her name? Which one? The the Gretchen. Jung. Like you see like a lot of stuff blurred. My I should have made a mental note that stuff was coming up, but I did not. <laughs> It's fine. I was too engrossed in this show. That's why I made a mental note of a lot of things. And plus, too, I guess it helps that I edit yeah. these. So I remembered a lot since it's recent. <laughs> but yes. No, I'm talking um, about like so her scenes question- in general where she's like, you know, nude and everything. But hey, I mean, I'll, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just I just knew it. I just I was I was shocked, but I wasn't shocked at the same time. I was just like, I yeah. knew it. I just can't stand how arrogant they are thinking that, like, they're a, f- a fitting set of parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more ignorant than arrogant. Yeah, I guess. Again, the audacity. <laughs> I also just can't, like, get over the audacity of everyone thinking they have the upper hand on everyone else when mm-hmm. no one has yeah, they, the upper hand on anybody. So smart. <laughs> so smart. You know who really had the upper hand, honestly? The male lead and his family. Yes. Mm-hmm. They really did. We're going to keep going until we bring that up, but yes. No. <laughs> well, anyway, um, then um, Dong approaches Kayron, imploring, imploring her. Not to get in the way of her proving that uh, Yojin murdered uh, Minyo. Um, and so Jay continues to blackmail Young A. Uh, Young A enlists her shaman friend to help her get rid of Sokje. And then Yeojun learns that Heijon helped Dung lure her to Yojun's clinic. Um, so that's that. I think that's the scene that actually shows him removing the like scab and whatnot yeah um and like why he did it in the first place to like get her there did he even give her filters i don't even think he gave her the fillers i think he did because they he? talk about it later she didn't look any different but of course not, they don't actually do that but no, i think um, for legal purposes he had to deliver <laughs> yeah you can't just put That's somebody true. under and then yeah. not do what they pay for so i don't know uh. how cosmetic procedures work guys okay <laughs> I'm not rich enough for that. Um, and then Heijon tells Sara that Yeonjin used her media context to spread a story about Sara's tax evasion, thus taking the attention off her own bullying complaint, which is kind of what I was saying earlier about how she like finds out about her releasing her video and like why her scandal is getting bigger and bigger. It's to like cover up um, her her things. And then we also um, discover like more about uh, Yongchun's secret. Dong finds the letters sent to him um, by Yongchun to Jo Yi Jong, um, and it just basically she figures out like he she finds his knife drawer, and then she finds the letters and she reads the thing horrible things that he's been sending. So we we get a little bit of a look into that. I wonder um, if she was scared when she found all those knives. Where she was she like, I thought I phased. was. She did uh, The she scalpels just... are normal, and then it gets scarier and scarier and scarier. <laughs> yeah. She's like regular doctor's scalpels. That looks mm-hmm. like a hunting knife. <laughs> um, yeah. What is this? Some machete, sir. <laughs> but I guess like that kind of helped her understand, though, like why he was so determined to help her. 
Because he understood, Mm -hmm. like, that determination. He basically finds out he has his own story of revenge he'd like to to take. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, at this point, he still hasn't told her, right? I don't think so. Like, the actual story? I don't think so, no. Okay. I mean, it's public knowledge, but I don't know if she knows all of the details, you know? Right. Um... Then Yeojung applies for a job at the prison that's holding um, Yeongchung. I wasn't, I may have missed this part, but I wasn't really sure like why he was doing that. I guess it's the job that we, they show later on where he's like the doctor at the prison so he can like get more intel, I guess. He was trying to become a medical doctor at the prison to get his mm-hmm. revenge i think honestly he really just wanted to kill that guy so yeah he wanted so he just wanted to be in a better place to do so yes because if you notice in all his fantasies he's always killing him with the scalpel so i think if he he his plan is to try to become a doctor to where like if the prisoner dies for medical reasons mm-hmm. and you okay. know it'd be an easier death on all um, of them and then this in this scene they we also see um the scenes of them actually purchasing the funeral home that Moyong's body is being held. Um, and there's, I think it's like, he's like a convenience store worker. I didn't write his name down. Has been like keeping an eye on the place for the cop. Um, we see him kind of freaking out about like who they are and, and letting um, them know that, um, that Young Jun finds out that the funeral home was sold. So he's like the link to let him know that that happened. Um, but the cops are still under the impression at this point that his body is still there and everything's fine. Um, then, um, basically everything comes to a head with Young's mother and she resigns from the school. And I guess that's just because she was getting, um, too many... Complaints. Complaints from parents, obviously. Um, I think, uh, God... I know there's a scene when all the housewives like show up in her her classroom. The mother was like given a list of all of the parents' names and phone numbers and she had been like harassing them basically. Mm. So I don't know if I must have missed that part. Yeah, no, she has like I see a list and she's like checking off the names. She Um, also had um the main leads phone number too, but he just kept ignoring her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she got his number. Who knows? Um, maybe from Yojin. Did Yojin also have his number in order to set up like appointments and stuff? I don't Probably, know. but I don't think she made the connection at that point, did she? Well, we know that um the what's the housewife's name? Hyunam. She ends up telling her that he's a doctor and he's the son of the family who owns the hospital mm. um, and whatnot. And she's like, that name. And then he, she sees him walking across the street. And he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and he says, um, oh, you kept saying Miono's name in your sleep. And she like freaks out. And just like, oh shit, he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Yojun um, blacks, blackmails Yojin with um, Minyo's body, but Dunya has already arranged for Minyo's body to be dumped and discovered while Son- where Sonhi died. Um, so that's kind of a big moment. Like, one, the cop is like freaking out because, like, where's the body? And then she, they're there together. Her, Yojin and the cop are like at the funeral home and he like opens it. She's like, I don't see it. Where is it? Because <laughs> um, he is planning to escape. Like he's getting all his stuff together. He's getting his money. He's sending his wife and his daughter off. 
Um, and so he's planning on escaping and then she like confronts him about like, well, aren't you, you have to wrap this up. Like, where's my security and all of this. So they go and she freaks out and like (laughs) whacks her purse on everything. Um, and then we discovered that he was discovered in the same place that, so he died in the abandoned building. And I believe, um, it all comes full circle. Jane June is the one who tells her where the body was found. Yeah. And then pretty much at the end of this episode is when Dongi confronts her mother and like we talked about where they were in the institution and um, she goes into an alcohol, alcohol induced rage, starts a fire in the apartment while this is all being recorded. That's where the episode ends. The next episode is where we actually see her in the, right? See her in the facility. Mm -hmm. I think so. This what, 14? Ep- thir- episode 13 ends with the fire. Yeah. Like, that's where we leave off. So, any thoughts on episode 13? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. I, it's starting to, I'm starting to get to the il- delusional point. No, I think you did a pretty good job at explaining everything that happened. I don't think I had anything extra to add that was stood out that I wanted to mention. That's why I was mm-hmm. thinking... Yeah, no, I think it's all in 14 and 15. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to 14. um, It kind of um, is following the resurfacing of Mio's body. Um, Youngjun hastily makes plans to liquidate all assets, leaving the country, calling his cousin or something to sell the hotel. I don't know, they they have things going on and then we see his sister his this sister sister owns a motel yeah Mm -hmm. um and then that's when we see dong commits her mother to a mental institution i wrote mental institution but um, one of those places yeah uh yo jung learns that dong's landlady um that she saved her life once they're talking he's talking about like new flooring and wallpapering for the apartment that burnt down um and she walks in and says give him the the highest you know priced one and i'm not charging for the damages because she saved my life and so but at the time dong doesn't recall her she doesn't remember her yet when he mentions it um Do Young learns from Dong that the address of Sohee's mother and the location of Sohee's body. Um, So basically, she like gives it to him as like, "Hey, if you want to like try to convince her to like apologize and come clean, this is where she lives, and you can talk to herself." Um, But of course, she doesn't end up taking that offer. (laughs) And of course, she doesn't because she has too big of an ego. Mm -hmm. She doesn't think she does anything wrong. And then we see another twist of relationships with um, Yojin persuades Jejun to provide her with an alibi for the day Again. of his disappearance. Again. So he, I, I don't know when he's going to learn. That was like, for me, like her first sign of like true desperation mm-hmm. when she was like, I'll give you me and your daughter. Like, let's run away together if you'll be my alibi. I'm like, oh, God, this lady. <laughs> After you told him no and that you're obsessed with your current husband right now mm-hmm. when he first offered that. But OK. And I think he right. can see that, too. But he agrees anyway. That's just because mm-hmm. he has this weird obsession with this child. I still don't understand. I think it's just about power. You know, like he well, he's obsessed with um Yeonjin, like he's always been since high school. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's been obsessed with her and in love. I put that in quotations because, like, no, none of these people feel love. <laughs> um, 
Maybe so, their like, love is just different than what we think love is. Yeah, it's obsessive and controlling. But anyway, it's another topic for another day. Yeah. That's um, all they know. That's all they know. So, um, but he's not as like loyal as we think because Jejun gives Doyoung a copy of Minyoung's uh, recording, um, offering not to pass it to the police if Doyoung divorces Yojin and gives up custody of Yisol. So he's basically threatening him that if you don't like give me my daughter, He's going to take that recording to the police, which I don't know if that recording is all that much evidence. It does put her, it gets rid of the alibi. It puts her in the place or the last person that sees him. But it is also just voices. So I don't know how much that would stand up in a court of law. Because like how it is just a voice recording. It's not a video recording. So like how many, you can do voice analysis and like kind of confirm. But I don't know how concrete that is. Then um, we switch to Yonghae uses the, the shaman to lure Sokje, which is um, the, the housewife's husband, um, and then crashes into him with Yongje, the police officer, in the car, threat, thereby threatening Yongje into helping her. So they basically stage a jaywalking hit and run. Um, where um, she, she plays a pretty good part in the police station as well. It's very convincing. Dear Mother Dearest. Like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, basically, they both ended up helping kill Hyonam's yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was interesting I because mean, he got how what they, he deserved. But. I mean, that's true. Because we didn't talk about how the switch was. Um, I don't know who, I think it was Dongun somehow convinces. Hyunam to get it was either Dongun or yeah I had to have been her you know for the husband to start texting Yojin's mother be like I know what you did mm-hmm. talking about covering up Soe's death mm-hmm. so I thought that was and clever. then they ended up finding out who he mm-hmm. was so yeah. the hit and run was really to kill him but they thought it was because so he doesn't reveal what mm-hmm. Yojin did to Sohee when really it was just to get rid of the abusive husband so yeah. He got what he deserved. That's he all I'll say about deserved. that. Because <laughs> he was so obsessed with just trying to get money. And then like he was starting to be nice to Hyonam and be like, when we get the, our daughter back, we can go to the Philippines, picked out the ugliest dress for her. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, like we just said, he got what he deserved. Yeah. Um, and then it flashes to, um, who is it? It's Youngjin and and Sarah. Or is it Gretchen? <laughs> They're like in her dressing room and she realizes that when she, in her fit of rage, she dropped a little like keychain on her purse in the funeral home. I don't know who she's with in that scene. I think it, I think it's Sara. I she's like sitting on the ground and they're like talking. How are we Sara? Cause I don't, can't see. Yeah. Hey, John sitting on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> she does I do don't... that a lot, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember um, what the conversation was. If you remind me what the conversation they, was, I think I can tell you. I don't really remember either. I think they were just talking about everything that was happening. And then she like looks over at her purse and realizes that she, the keychain's not on there anymore. So she revisits the funeral home where she is surprised by um, Yojong. Um, and he basically like gives her the keychain back saying like we don't even need this we've got so much on you like you can take your little keychain <laughs> so and she gets all frustrated so which i think is kind of funny yet again showing off his like cutesy 
scary vibe yes. he's got going on. Um, like, you should actually be terrified of me. Mm-hmm. So then um, Dong is interviewed again by Detective Choi. Um, she gives him a tip about the lighter found near Sohi's body, which is... Before, uh, before that, um, Doi decides to send Isol to Europe. We see this whole scene of him like planning their getaway. Um, and then um, Yojin learns that Sokje was Hinom's husband, and the shaman stages Sohi's last moments in front of Yojin, which is like um, basically we get to see the scene on the top of the roof, what actually happened. And there's, um, we also get to see, like, Sara had taken videos of her bullying, um, Zoe. So it's like she had, like, faked designer clothes on, um, and they saw her in the street and she, like, tells her to strip in front of her. Um, so that she confronts her again on the rooftop and, like, gives her, um, like, an ultimatum to strip in front of her. And when she doesn't, she's like, let me remove the lint from your sweatshirt with the lighter. And she's basically sets her on fire and there's a, a struggle ensues. Say he grabs on her and she pushes her off the roof. My mouth in the process, dropped. My the- jaw dropped when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, she cannot get any more worse than she does. Like... Mm-hmm. And she only did that because Zoe actually had the courage to stand up to her. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. basically telling her right there, like, if she had been able to leave alive, that you're not going to bully me anymore. And right. I realize that you're just doing this, you know, because maybe you're sad or something, but like mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm better than she you and all that. She finally stands up for herself. Right. And then ends up getting murdered, which is so sad. Um, and then I also had, I wanted to bring up the whole shaman, like, interaction of, like, obviously, say he's, like, I guess taking over her body and, like, trying to threaten uh, Yojin. But there was, like, a moment in that scene where, like, it looked like um, Dong-un was, like, disappearing. Did you notice that? Like, she would turn around and she wouldn't be there. I don't know if that was maybe weird camera work, but for two seconds I thought, they're not going to spin this as, like, this was all in her head the whole time, were they? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, Dongo when... was never actually there? She was just haunting her? Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Like... Do you, do you see yeah. that? I, th- I think Yojin was just imagining her. Yeah. Don't make sense this. Make I, I th- well, just... No, it, it did give off that, that vibe, was... though. Did it yeah, not? it did. Like, she kept turning around and she wouldn't be there. And I'm like, okay... Is she actually not standing there or was she not real the whole time? <laughs> I think she just wasn't standing there. I think that um, Yojin was having like this weird flashback and she was seeing her her victim and then she was seeing the shaman and that was it. She was just getting overwhelmed. I don't think uh, Donu was actually there in that scene, which it was just tripping me out. I'm like, why does she keep disappearing? Where is she going? Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was there to witness everything, I though. I don't think she was there. I mean, because she's the, still there the in lady... episode 15. I'm looking at a review and it says that she was standing there. She, she was, was standing there. Yeah. Well, then she was, was physically there. Work, because I, w- I wasn't sure if at first Dongun set up the shaman to do all mm-hmm. that or was it real? Because at first I thought right. it was just something maybe she like blackmailed her to doing because I think we skipped 
it was revealed the shaman was actually doing something like unethical <laughs> with Yojin's mother. I forgot what it was, but yeah. I think Dongun found mean, like, out sh- and like made like, her do all dead. that. And then, I, w- I was going to get to that. You, well, you she disappears, my surprise though. on my it, part. It like, pans away and she disappears. And like the back and forth between those scenes, she's like turning around and looking back at the shaman. She keeps she's there one second and then she disappears. So I don't, I, know. I don't, I don't know, know if there was weird camera work going on. And if she's just really fast and like walked away when the shaman fell over. But I just thought that was weird. I'm like, what are they doing? And then they didn't go there, obviously. But anywho, it's fine. But yes, Dongun was actually there. Mm hmm. You both need to go watch that scene again and tell me that I'm crazy. <laughs> All right, I'll go watch it and I'll text you. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's it. Okay, it was like okay, so that was fourteen. Okay, so yeah, my it turn. Ends on- it ends with a scene, the flashback of her falling off the roof. That's where yes. the episode ends. And then not only that, because I think it was already always applied that Dongun was there, but Dongun was there when she fell off the roof. She was just sitting yes. underneath it on the staircase. That's another thing I was confused about. I'm like, when she looked up, they didn't actually pan up, but I would assume that she saw Yojin. I don't think she saw Or she her. heard the, her ringtone. I'm assuming that's what that she music was. She heard her, her ringtone, but she didn't actually see Yojin. Because okay. the thing that gets her like to turn around was the thump. So she must have felt Zoe like, fall because she was wearing headphones. Yeah. So when yeah. she heard the thump, that's when she took it out and, and turned around and saw her there. Mm-hmm. But she didn't see anyone else, but she heard Yojin's ringtone of probably her yeah. like calling her she mom freaking out. She just looked up out. and kind of got that look on her face. I'm like, did she actually see her or is she just recognizing the ringtone? Yeah. So I don't think she actually saw her. And then her. obviously she's the one who finds the name tag because she's the one that anonymously delivers it to the police. Yes. Yes. So on to our very last two episodes. We're going to start off with episode 15 and basically all that we're talking about. So like it instantly starts off with the flashback of when the homeroom teacher calls, because this is when um, Dongun turns in her reason of dropping out and he's trying to convince her to change it. And I didn't notice until I was watching this. She's actually standing at the abandoned building in the site where it was taped off where so he fell but was pushed and then yes Mm -hmm. as macy was saying um she found the name tag but then we jump right back to where the ritual was happening with the shaman um and then this is what was kind of freaking me out because i don't know much about shaw is it is it pronounced shawnism because i said that i wasn't sure if that was a word or not okay i think it is because that's what it said in the captions i guess it actually is a word i don't know much about that religion but like it was kind of freaking me out because i was thinking at certain points it was like being real like i don't know if so he was like actually possessing her i do Mm -hmm. believe in spirits a little bit um i won't get into that but still and like just reliving all that because even there was a look on dungun's face that's why i know she was there where she was like okay i don't think this is part of the plan anymore like is she actually seeing stuff or what and then, you know, all the scenes of like the wind, like a spear might actually be there and stuff like that. But then like this must have been the karma of the shaman of whatever she did, because all of a sudden she like Macy said, she dies, which I was not expecting. Happen. Yeah. They called it um, Boljon, which in the caption in Korean and in English, they said God's deadliest punishment in Korean shamanism. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know who it was towards, but the shaman ends up dead. And it's crazy how everyone just ends up leaving her, like even her daughter, because like her daughter was screaming like, mom, 
And then that's when she realized she was dead. So mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but then that happened. I kind of skipped some parts. Like I said, a lot of my notes are off of first reactions. So just the next thing I put down was just that I screamed um, after everything with Hyonam happened and her husband when she um, confronts Yojin and basically like just slaps the fuck out of her yeah. at that confrontation. Yeah. Was it after the funeral she had for her husband that that happened? Yeah. I think so, because Hyonam actually ends up having like a just a small thing with her. And I don't know if they were workers or not on a boat for her husband as like a funeral. Um, they put like flowers in the ocean mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if they put his ashes in there as well. But she's giving a goodbye like me and I forgot her daughter's. What is her daughter's actual name? Sona. Sona. OK, we'll be fine. We didn't get to go see the ocean in the Philippines, but we're here and I'm wearing the dress you bought. But after everything, I love when she said, I still hope you rot in this ocean. Because mm-hmm. like we didn't get to talk about it either in like episode 14 when she finds out that he's died. And when she went to the autopsy, like when she left the room and collapsed and like started crying. But like it was happy tears. Like I felt so happy for her. I was like, she's finally free. I think it was both, though. Because they did have happy times. So she was like remembering. So she was sad about that part. But then also like relieved. Did I miss those happy times? It was like a quick flashback. I would assume that it was, you know, when they first got yeah. married or maybe like even when had they were their younger. daughter. Yeah. But. but yeah, so that all happened. Because then like when she pulled up, I think she, Yojin started threatening finding her daughter again. And then she's like, can I give something back to you? And then she just started slapping her. I wanted her to get her another time. She got her twice. But she only got two. She got it twice. I wanted a third. I just wanted one more. She deserved it. Um, she did then, get a third one because her husband was watching. That's a slip yes, in the face. Because when she turns around, <laughs> her husband was standing up there on the staircase, just watching the whole thing. And I did scream at that too. I was like, not him watching this the whole time. <laughs> no, but this is what he wanted, though. He needed to see her reality. And so he did. Exactly. Because, I mean, at first, like just watching her go up to uh, Hyonam who I'm assuming is like her elder, just like cussing at her being so disrespectful and all that. Um, But then when she goes up there and like tries to apologize, he gives her an ultimatum. So basically the paper that Dongun gave him of, so he's mother's address, which we forgot to mention who is death. Um, So that makes it even, and I don't know if that's part of why um, Yojong's father not took pity on her, but was like, something's going on here because mm-hmm. no one's really listening to her because they're ignoring her because she's deaf. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they just can't like understand the sign language that she's doing. But that could be one of the reasons why he ended up keeping her in the freezer. But still, he gives the husband, Yojin's husband, give her an ultimatum of whether going to the mother's house and apologizing and confessing everything, turning yourself in or their marriage is over. And again, the narcissist she is, she still doubles down saying she did nothing wrong. And then she ends up confessing that she was actually there, which he didn't know because he questions like, oh, so you actually were there. And that's when she knew it was over. And then he's like, this marriage was over. And then she's going to re- rebuttal back. It was over when you started seeing Dongu. And I'm like, this marriage <laughs> never existed. This was not real. Yeah. This was 12 years of a fantasy for both of you. Mostly her, but it wasn't real. It just wasn't real. But he's like, OK. That's all the answer I needed. So he turns around, pulls out the cell phone, 
calls his lawyer. He said, do it. Do it. (laughs) All he had to say was do it. And then all of a sudden, all these articles came out about them divorcing, about whether she was a bully or not. Is he divorcing her because she's a bully? All that. So, yeah, news spread quickly. Mm -hmm. And then... I was just gonna say the audacity of her to like just go into work like nothing's happening. Right, <laughs> and that laugh she did in the lobby. I would have been too embarrassed to show my face. Yeah, I, I saw her breaking when she was in the lobby, just laughing like that. Mm-hmm. That was really creepy. Yes, if I that was. Really... My coworker was doing that. I'd be like, um, <laughs> we need help because she's gone. <laughs> but she's lost it. <laughs> Psychotic breaks. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what scene this was, but I I just wrote I don't understand Hye Jong's obsession with Jae Joon, and just the fact that Sada literally just keeps emphasizing like if they didn't pick Dong Un, it would have been her. Yeah. So that's already mm. foreshadowing um, yeah. a big event that's about to happen. Like she really hates this girl, <laughs> and she mm-hmm. doesn't try to hide it. I'm surprised they lasted this long in the circle, but I don't know. Maybe Yo Joon was the weird glue keeping them together. Um, but anyway, okay, I guess the funeral happened afterwards because I wrote it afterwards because Yojin's mother ends up showing up to Kang Kyonam's um house, still trying to get to settle for the accident of killing her husband. Um, and she refuses. So then like when she goes home, her mother's telling the lawyer, like, we need to get her to settle. Like if we need to double it, double it. I don't care because she thinks everything can be solved with money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she goes home, Dong Un's actually at her house and like, you know, she basically confronts her like, do you remember me? And she's like, no. And she's like, let me try to refresh your memory. So she does and she figures out who she is. And so she also gives her an ultimatum. I put in question marks because she's like she even says it. she's like, I know you're not actually going to protect your daughter. I'm just going to pretend like I gave you a choice, but I know you're just going <laughs> to turn her in. So just make sure you do what I say later on. So, yes, this is what Macy was talking about when Yojin goes into work. Um, I guess Sada was, you know, over it. So she sticks with her promise after Yojin didn't really have her back after all her videos were being released to cover up Yojin possibly being a bully and all those videos she had on her old phone, which I'm really surprised she still had videos from that old on her phone. She releases them on the internet. Basically, like Macy said earlier, the incident at the mall with Sohi when they were wearing the same dress, even though Sohi's was a knockoff, um, belittling and threatening her and just showing how much of a bullet she actually was. I was also confused because I thought I saw like images of Dong as well, like like when the burning was happening. But I don't know if those were released as well, because in her like file, you could see it's like still images of her of that abuse happening. She might have. They only really emphasized the one of her mm-hmm. at the mall. So yeah. I think she did upload more than one thing, mm-hmm. but we just didn't get to see what she all uploaded. Those seem a lot more serious to me than her like bullying a girl for her outfit. Right. I don't know. I guess people pick and choose. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is all happening. And then, you know, at the same time when she's at the office watching all her coworkers do it and then her boss comes like, what's all this? And then she basically hangs, sends in her, not sends in, hands in. I can't talk, y'all. It's getting late. <laughs> I'm losing it. She threw it. She threw her resignation. 
after she just wrote it right then and there in sloppy handwriting letter of resignation like i don't need you guys i'm like well i mean you kind of do your, your rich husband's leaving you but but like honestly what got me and this is when this would have been like my reason to just give it all up is when she goes home and she tries to convince her daughter, Yasul, like, oh, me and daddy are just having a fight right now. You know, everything is fine. Don't worry about it. She's like, I know what's going on. <laughs> and her face just fell. And then I felt so bad because even she's like, my friend came up to me. She's like, are you going to bully me like your mother bullied her friends? And then when she said she was disappointed in her mother, that should have been it. Yeah. That's when you know you failed as a parent. Yeah. So I was like, dang, the kids are smart now. Mm-hmm. We should know. They have iPads. They have phones. Of course she was going to see this. Especially as big as her parents are, there's no way. Right. Even if she doesn't see it, somebody at the school, the mother, parents, I don't know, they'd be talking about it. So Exactly. Um, But then... I guess that does kind of convince Yojin to confess in some way because she ends up holding a press conference in front of the police station, Uh, but she still lies. So I said she's a true psychopath because she confesses to being a bully, but she's still on this rhetoric that she did not murder anyone. And then... She basically says so his family has been like harassing her, saying that they were actually friends, but she didn't want to like be suing them for malicious and like false accusations. And then she claims that like she didn't want to expose Sohi being pregnant. Um, And I didn't get to say this earlier, but I don't feel like that pregnancy was out of any type of consent. I do feel like, well, we thought it was Myongo at first, but I feel like she was raped. No, yeah, she was. They say, don't they say that it was, um, uh, Jaejun? Jaejun, yeah. What's his name? Jaejun that Mm -hmm. did it? Yes, I was trying to save that for later, but yes. I'm sorry. sorry. It's okay, it's okay. I don't know how things are laid out in your notes. (laughs) It's fine. It was supposed to be for suspense, but yes, Jaejun did it. But even if it was Myungon, I don't think any of that was consensual at all. Mm -mm. Because they don't ever say it or imply it. They just say she was pregnant. So I was like, I don't, I don't think this was consensual. Mm-mm. I know for a fact he I raped they, her. Right? I think they imply it later on, which you may be going into that with that scene of him like forcibly kissing Dao. Well, that was that was Myongo forcibly kissing yes, Dongun. But I yes. think that they they like show that and then they like zoom to JJ playing basketball. Pl- so yes. it's like he's not as innocent as you would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because she's like he wasn't just playing basketball, which I didn't get at first, but I guess mm-hmm. that's what she was implying that. Yeah. The sicko out here. I think that was their way of insinuating that um, that's what was going on without showing explicitly. Yeah. So, and then this is, this is the part that got me screaming, like, until I lost my voice. I feel like I'm losing my voice now. Shit goes down at Myongo's funeral. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This part was insane. Just I was like not expecting. I this. was not Me expecting neither. this. I mean, first it just starts out like you know because they already had their argument from earlier when Sada was uploading the pictures and Hye Jong was. I don't know. I guess she was gloating about being with Jae June and like finally getting him and stuff. That's why. Right. I, oh, that's why I put my note. I don't understand his, her obsession with him because mm-hmm. it was at the scene when she was at her house. All right. Also, like. What an odd time to send that video 
how inappropriate <laughs> at his funeral. Like, I know, right? <laughs> they really did not care about this man, like, at yeah. all. Like, she knew I, she was going to get upset. I guess she didn't expect to that extent. Yeah. Um, But yeah, because I guess she found the videos of, you know, her pleasuring Biongo one time on her trip for the drugs. And she sends it to herself, pretending it's from him and to Jejude. And they're watching it. And so I was like freaking out, like, who is this is? Which we also didn't talk about. Speaking of bad hairstyles, why does she go blonde? <laughs> the bleached hair is so awful. <laughs> It's not even just tone it at least. Like, come on. <laughs> that was a rush job. I don't know if she thought it was gonna like hide her in right. any way, but yeah, the blonde, I wasn't feeling it. Um, but yeah, so that starts like a huge argument with them. And then Yojin shows up because she just left the press conference. And of course, you know, the press follows her. Um, and all three of them basically get into an argument because she thought at first that she was the one that sent the pictures and that they bring up so he's pregnancy which we see jeju's face kind of like light up and i'm like does he just he also he's... asks he's like are they going to be able to find the baby so why would he care if it wasn't if he wasn't responsible for it? yeah it's like is he one of those guys that's like obsessed with like i don't know how to say this he has a soft spot for children. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. It reminds me of that one SVU episode that um, John... Is that his name? John Stamos? I don't know. Does anyone know that episode I'm talking about? Where he was like poking coals and like condoms and he ended up having like 20 babies. Mm-hmm. I think I that was based he's... off of a real situation too. That's right. what Jajun kind of reminds me of in a weird way. Just more violent. I don't know if it's like he he wants to have like babies or if he's just a lazy man who doesn't want to use protection. <laughs> I was about to say something, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes. And then so he leaves once he hears that because he's going to go hit up Yeonjong to get more information. But before all that, when Sara and Hyejong get into it, when she, um, she starts reciting stuff from like the Bible because you know her father's a pastor, so that's when I knew she lost it. And that pencil that's always in her hair, she just takes it out and just stabs her in the neck. Yeah, a sharp pencil. <laughs> I thought she was gonna. I thought she was gonna die. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting her to survive that, and yeah. I that was shocking to me and then like having all those reporters just like taking pictures i was like is no one going to help her <laughs> so lucky the police caught wind that yojin did a press conference and they followed her because mm-hmm. she probably would have died yeah but i oh my out of all the scenes that one i was not expecting at all and of course you know they arrest sada for attempted murder so like when i say that girl really hated her she really hated her she was willing to kill her literally yeah that's a great friend group isn't it (laughs) um but then i know i don't know if we wanted to say anything about that stabbing before i move on (laughs) You're good. No? Okay. So basically the next scene is when Jejun is at Yojong's um clinic and he's basically asking about like so he's body being in the hospital in the freezer and like any autopsy reports if he could see anything, which is weird. And then Yojong's telling him, you know, you need like the family's permission and everything. Um 
And then as soon as he leaves, when he doesn't get the answer that he wants, he calls Dongun, just basically saying that they are wrong. It wasn't Myungun that they thought was the one that got so he pregnant. It was Jejun. They don't get into that much. But again, I believe he raped her from like when they were torturing her. So. Um, and then we skip to, I guess, Yojin is in. Jejun's office at the golf club to confront him about something. I'm just not sure what. But then he shows up and who does he bring? Ha Do Young's mother, who is a member of the club. This scene also had me dying. I thought it was um, weird. He just popped up with her. Like, what? I was like, what is she doing there? And then yeah. she tried to convince her, like, everything's going, you know her son might be overreacting like he, he really like doesn't want to fight <laughs> yeah this is a small fight he really doesn't want to leave me and his daughter and then that's when the mother loses it she's like his daughter his daughter because from what he told me this bastard standing next to me that is not my son's daughter yeah it was so funny to me when she when she was saying that and she just before she kept going she immediately went to the golf clubs and was gonna try to hit her mm-hmm. i was like okay so everyone in this family is just you know hit first ask questions later no not the son the son thinks first <laughs> that's true yeah but she should have gotten a and swing like- in though <laughs> Again, also Jay Jun just being a narcissist because he's like, I feel like the reason he brought the mother in because he was like, I'm well, I'm actually, you know, Yeso's real father. So why don't you try to convince your son to give up custody so we can have her? And even the mother was like, Y'all two psychopaths deserve each other. And then she just starts destroying the office. Um, and then also in the scene, I guess we learn that so he's for her body to be in the freezer she had overdraft fees on the body that the mother couldn't pay for and we learned that Ha Do Young actually paid for those fees um and in this this next part I guess hit like a childhood trauma for me it hit some type of nerve because out of everything in this show this was actually the scene I actually physically cried over it's when Ha Do Young goes and picks up Yesel from soccer after you know like calling her a couple times and then like when she sees him and go runs to him and starts crying and then like when I heard her say to him I'm sorry that's when I was like no no don't already teach this child to apologize for nothing she did she was sadly just like collateral damage but like oh that scene broke me and that just shows what a great man and how much he truly cares about this child like just hugging her holding her telling her like you did nothing wrong like, do not think anything that's happening with me and your mother, what your mother did in the past is in any shape, way or form your fault. So we need more parents like that. Mothers, fathers, parent figures, guardians. We just need them out more in the and world. And I said this before, and it also sends a very strong message, too, because, again, this is not his biological child. So he didn't know have to go the full nine yards for her. He did not have to do any of this for her. He could have just said F it and, like, left. but. He chose to stay. Which is what Jejun wanted. So I give props for him. At the end of the day, that that baby was his baby. Yeah. You know, he raised her. Doesn't matter. That was his child, one way or the other. So Mm -hmm. he made that very clear. And they're going to live their best life in the UK. (laughs) Far, far away from all the craziness. 
And that's why I appreciated and really loved his character from the beginning. Cause I think I said this too, like that was my biggest concern. Like at the end of the day, all he wanted to make sure was she was okay. Even before his business. So he was ride or die for that little child. Shout out to all the single fathers out there, the guardians, you know, even the ones raising children that aren't biologically them. So to make sure they're good humans in this world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know if that affected anyone else more or like it affected me, but. Yeah, that was definitely probably one of the more times, one of the times I got more emotional. I did, I did not cry when, while watching the show. However, I don't usually cry when watching shows unless it's like really, I don't know. I don't know. It, it has to hit me a certain way, but I was definitely more emotional at that scene. Yeah. So then also in this episode, Moondongu was basically like saying her last goodbyes to everyone, which I thought was interesting. Uh, she basically gives Hyonam a final like mission and then before that you know she brought her her own eggs to her which I thought was cute um and told her to live a happy life with her daughter and basically telling her that she was finally free their whole thing also because like after watching Yesel crying to that scene I was like okay I'm not ready for these emotions right now you're gonna have to give me a break um and then we also get like a very interesting basically like a flashback of what Dongun was like thinking of like if she was never bullied or if, like if her and the other girl Kim Young Yoran were actually friends um because I think it was actually mixed in with like a real scene where like she tried to go up to her and she just walked away when they were both like have those burns so you know it's that what if they actually did stick together and be each other's support system because that's all you need sometimes is someone be there for support but they'll never know we'll never know but that was just one of the image of what happened if they actually end up becoming friends you're gonna have to give me guys i'm like starting to lose my it's voice a little and i'm trying to go as fast as i can um and then we also kind of see a little bit of the backstory when it comes to the landlady and Dongun, which I was also surprised because when Macy brought up, she told Yongjong that Dongun actually saved her life, so she was repaying her back, which makes sense because in part one, if you guys remember, Dongun questioned her of why her rent was like the lowest out of everyone. I don't know if her unit was the most expensive or just like in general, it was lower than everyone else's. Um, that could be one of the things. And then we also get like a flashback of the time when Dongun was doing like all those part times before she got into the factory. Um, when she was working at the bathhouse, she actually met the landlady before doing her laundry. Um, and one of the workers there, I think, revealed that her son got killed by a drunk driver. So we'll come back to that in episode 16. But just remember that. Um and then also I wrote, I'm not surprised that Jaejun dumped Hyojung as soon as she became disabled because yes, she survived that stabbing, but like the pencil went in so deep that it destroyed her vocal cords. So she may never be able to speak again. And not only that, he deleted everything off the iPad. So like she lost her biggest asset, which is basically her word of mouth of like being able to gossip and everything that definitely took away some of her confidence. Um, it's also not uncommon for men to leave women who become disabled. Men have a higher chance of leaving women that are disabled than women leaving men that become disabled. 
throwing that out there. But that was such a dick move of him. We should have expected it. She should have expected well, it. I, but. I was not I mean, surprised. We all knew that he was using her in the first place. Like that wasn't gonna last. Exactly. So, but at the same time, when he's leaving the hospital that she's in, after she tries to cuss him out, it's not really working, girl. You don't have any vocal cords. Uh, we so we see on this TV that Sada has been arrested for trying to kill Hei Jong, and not only that, her father was arrested as well. Because he was embezzling money through the church. Tax invasion. Tax invasion. Embezzle. Invasion. Evasion. Evasion. <laughs> tax evasion. Evasion? Evasion? I think it's tax evasion, right? Yes. Yes, tax evasion. Again, there's more I could say about that, but I won't. Because I don't need people getting mad at me. I could say a lot about that. I will I will say I'm not surprised, especially since it's being handled through the church. And I will leave it at that. Um, but then they also do more research on the DNA that was found under Myongo's fingernails. Um, and then, like Macy said, the lighter that was at the scene, they realized that the DNAs match. Are we shocked? No, because we know who did it. Um, and then Yo Jong is still basically trying to get to the criminal who killed his father, um, which that also interests me just the way that I understand why Yojong's so mad because it really was just like a senseless killing because he really just killed him. Like the guy keeps saying, cause he was bored. I think he said something about like, he was jealous because before he did the procedure on him, he kept, his father kept bringing Yojong up. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like another sociopath, I guess. Cause he was already like being a prisoner for something else. I don't really know if they said he what. Killed, he killed two other women before he killed oh. his dad. Oh, okay, so he's so already he... on trial for murder. So yeah, just a murderer, I guess, just doing murderous things. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could tell from the start. I'm like, he's just crazy. Like, he's just doing this for fun because he enjoys killing people. Like, there's no reason. He's just crazy. That's such a tough thing, though, as a doctor. Like, to be forced mm-hmm. to treat patients like that. But, you know, I think it's, like, crazy that he had to uncuff him. Like, please don't do well, he that. he broke his arm. So it's like, you have to be able to operate on Okay, the so then remove one arm. <laughs> you did not have to remove both. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, it's just the fact that he chose to operate on him because, like, they were saying no one else really wanted to do it, so... I guess he would have thought that would have shown some remorse, but I guess not. I don't know how criminals' minds work. Um, and then this is the part basically where I just put like Dongun basically played Yojin and her mother like fiddles. Um, that whole scene. I don't know where they actually were, but when they meet up about the whole name tag thing, just showing how quickly she was to portray her. Um. And I wanted to get into this just a little bit. This is what I was talking about earlier. I kind of put I put a side note that I feel like Dongun and Yojin are basically like that quote two sides of the same coin because it makes me think of when we did part one and when I was doing that 
excerpt that I found of the writer talking about the show. I mean, yes, it is about like bullying, but like at the end of the day, it's a revenge of like people that went to extreme drama trauma. And I feel like it shows trauma in different senses to like, we saw it with the bullying. We saw it with your, your drone questioning, just like humanity of like why someone who was willing to help someone else just be senselessly murdered like that. Hyonum with her abusive husband and then the silent one that no one really talks about enough, which I feel like I have bringing up, which is parent and child relationship, mostly with child neglect. Because if you really think about it, this is really a story of two people, not just two people, but two girls really being neglected by their parents not just their parents their mothers in general where this whole stigma of like mothers are supposed to be the ones of nurturing their child and everything the only difference I feel like is just we saw one side of the story of a child being neglected with a alcoholic single mother who is like dirt poor and then child neglect when it comes to a parent with riches so because I also forgot in the first episode that detective that's been helping them the whole time help Yojin's mother with the divorce because I guess the father was cheating on her. But anyway, I was just saying, and that's the whole thing when we were talking about earlier with nurture and nature that that got me thinking because I'm like, you know, because what if Dongun actually ended up being kind of just like her mother? Honestly, if she was just that evil, maybe her and Yojin could have be friends. Maybe they could have ruled and bullied the school together. We may never know. So I just wanted to get y'all thoughts on that, because when I saw that scene specifically of how quickly Yojin's mother was also willing to portray her, it just made me think of that. So I don't know if, if you guys had any thoughts of what I just said. I mean, I think it just shows that bad people can also be mothers because <laughs> like that spans to like, um, uh, was it so he's mom and um the i keep forgetting her name hyung something the housewife like their example hyung nam they're two examples of really good mothers that are like never giving up and gonna do everything for their daughters and then there's two examples of like horrible mothers who like really don't care did you have anything to feast um not really no no Okay, I was just wondering, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I came up with a whole nother thing when I saw that scene. So just for anyone else who's listening to us, if you have any thoughts, you know, you, you can always write us in, guys, <laughs> comment on some stuff. It's going to plug that in now. Two hours later. Yes, almost three. I'm trying to go as fast <laughs> as I can. Just real quick, the last thing of episode 15, we just get another plot twist. All these plot twists, even the second to last episode of when Sohee's mother ends up collapsing collapsing oh god i can't talk and was taken to the hospital um and dongun was trying to be like to get information at the nurse's station like i'm a friend and then we find out that yo jong this whole time has ended up being her legal guardian um it has been for her a while so basically when he comes because you know he's the legal guardian they have to call and stuff when something happens um dongun basically like confronts him about something like did he know about this the whole time like her revenge and stuff and he like he basically confesses that yes he did 
And that's where we end and on to 16 right after the confrontation. We just jump right into it and their backstory, which also lightened stuff up for me because I was confused about like their whole relationship and like when they met and stuff in timeline. So basically when Dongun first went to the ER, when she collapsed, that was back in 2011 when they initially met. And then what we didn't see when she bolted is that Young Yojong actually followed her and saw that she was standing in front of the freezer. So he even tells her that he just thought that she was there on Sohee's behalf, like trying to take revenge for her, like they were friends. He didn't know about Dongun's own, you know, trauma. Um, and the revenge was mostly for her, but with Sohee as well to kind of get some justice for her. Um, so then we kind of see like he kind of planted himself to make sure that Dongun would always run into him, especially at the park. Cause like I should have known Dongun was going to go home and do some research about him. I always thought, and I even said it too. I thought their meeting was just a coincidence, which it really wasn't. I should have known again because it's Dongun. She does her research. Um, but I didn't know that he also basically knew he was going to be used and he was just okay with that. Um, because she sees him going to the hospital and then she turns around, going to the park, not realizing that he knew she was there and follows her. And then when they're watching go, she makes sure he bumps into her. So then the whole time he's teaching her, I think that was between around like 2014 and 2015, because she ends up leaving when Yojin gives birth to Yesol, which was around 2015. So, and then they don't meet again until 2022. So the fact that he was waiting for her all those years. That's dedication. When she first left. That's why I keep saying men like this aren't real. (laughs) That's why I've been repeating that this whole episode. And then he basically tells her, like, if she's going to leave again, make sure you do it out of love and just not revenge. Yeah. So that took me for a shocker. I didn't know that he knew. Again, that's what I mean. He's just, he's good at playing the innocence. When he said, use him as an executioner, he meant it. Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally. Um, so then we find out that no wonder this man is always angry because Jejun not only suffers from colorblindness, he suffers from glycoma, which actually can cause like vision loss and blindness. And that's why he's actually taking those eye drops every day. It's not just for the colorblindness, it's for the glycoma. So... Dongun basically convinces Heijong to get, you know, her own revenge. So when she goes and gets her stuff from his place, she gives him some her something to put in his eye drops to like mess with his eyes and basically cause him to go blind even further. Um, and then the detective obviously gets what's coming for him and his lackeys end up killing him. Um, and then Dongun sends Yojin a video of the clothing store and the bottle. Um that she used to kill Myongo with, like she's there. And so she runs there and she shows up. She's too late because the police are already there with their blue lights and spots and they see all the blood. And of course she's going to run in there. So it was like, oh, we got the Vic or we got the perpetrator. Arrest her. And she's arrested right then and there on the spot. Um, and I thought this was embarrassing because Jay June shows up to Yesel's soccer and starts screaming at a little girl. Yeah. That he's her father. Her. 
like come and like i can take you to a better place and then one of the mothers once he's done he's like um that's someone completely different yasel like was transferred to another (laughs) school he's like why did you guys stop me it's like because we wanted to watch you embarrass yourself sir (laughs) you can't even recognize your own daughter yet you're so obsessed with trying to have her starting to go blind because of the drops he took Mm. that's why i didn't put that connection but that makes a lot more sense yeah um so basically after yojin is arrested the detective the actual competent detective um is interviewing dongun again and then reveals everything he realizes that like all of this she basically set up and like i thought it was interesting that he basically apologized he apologized to her for being 18 years late for doing anything i was like oh wow that's shocking it's nice though but it's shocking um and then Yong, which is Yojin's husband, visits Yojin in the prison. I'm pretty sure to sign the divorce papers once and for all. And then he tells him that him and Yesol are moving to the United Kingdom. And then when she asks if she can write letters to Yesol, will she give them? Will he give them to her? And he's like, "Take care of yourself." <laughs> so that should have been your answer. No, <laughs> no. You're never going to be in this little girl's life again, which is crazy because like I said, out of all her narcissistic tendencies, I do think her daughter was really the only thing she cared about. I do see her trying to break that cycle. But again, she was just too selfish in her, her own mind that she couldn't even break through her own love for her daughter to be a better person. Um, and then Hyonam is doing her final mission. So she gives her car to the girl that uh, has been helping Dongun since like the factory days. And then she gives the nurse like a bag full of money to do whatever. Cause they're asking like, where is Dongun going? And then her Dongun and Yojong actually go out at like a lighthouse um, and do some drinking. And then all of a sudden she just ends up leaving him there. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought. Boy. <laughs> I know. I felt really bad for him there. And then this is another one of those shockers, like plot twist upon plot twist upon plot twist, where Dongun visits Yojun in the prison, and then they're basically having a conversation, and she basically tells her she hopes she doesn't have any regrets and Yojin's like you're not telling me something so then that's when we get another flashback of when she kills Myeongon however we later find out she actually didn't really kill him she was just too much in a panic to realize he was actually still alive and the person who delivered the final blow was the assistant Gyoran this whole time she was actually the one who delivered the final blow to kill him dropping I was like literally gasping I'm like oh my gosh and I was like what was she doing there in the first place and what is this weird little closet thing she's sleeping in yeah I found that weird when she had her own place like I don't know I don't know if they made her stay there sometimes for like security reasons, which again is weird in herself because what can she really do? She's tiny, but yeah, she heard the commotion going on. And then when she opens up like the mirror, because like Myungon even says she's he's like, I know you're there. Like, I need help. Call for help. And like when he grabs her ankle, she gets a flashback. That's one of the scenes we were talking about where like he basically sexually assaults her because she, 
she forces um he forces her to put her hand down his pants and so through that panicking and trauma she takes the same bottle and just hits that final blow and that's what actually kills him um so i mean yojin is still a murderer but she didn't yeah. kill myongo i'm gonna say he would have bled out anyway <laughs> so <laughs> probably even if um what's her name Yo, Yorong actually just left mm-hmm. him there. He, I'm sure he would have actually died. Um, but it's just the fact that she hit him one more time. Mm-hmm. And then she actually reached out to Dongu, we found out, to put the blame on Yojin. So, so well crafted. Yeah. Everything was just pieced together so well. It was like a beautiful um, puzzle coming together, honestly. I know, seriously. <laughs> But then this is the part where Nafis was talking about how like Yojong and especially his parents um, were very important in this story just because I'm, I'm like shocked it did not shock because I even put in my notes like this is why getting help for like bullying and just mental health in general should be taken more seriously just because even after all her revenge actually working the people that deserve what they deserve you know got their i'm losing my words and train of thoughts yes thank you macy and the way she was able to help everyone like Dongo was still set to kill herself she was ready to jump off that built building and i don't know how his mother found her but young jung's mother was basically the one that like stopped her i know she was mostly using yo jung as a, mm-hmm. not an excuse but like as a reason of like if you do this this is gonna hurt him which makes sense because that was her first time ever meeting mm-hmm. dong Un was stopping her from jumping off the building um but like that's mm-hmm. i don't know it's just like if she had like i almost kind of wish like dong Un was able to meet yo jung and his family like younger life to like have the parents basically like not raise her but just like show what a proper parental figure was they were basically the whole story honestly if it wasn't for that family none of this would have happened because like nafi said earlier if it wasn't for the father seeing so he's mother basically begging people to listen to her and everyone was ignoring her probably because she was deaf like i said um and deciding to put her body in the freezer then like None of this would have happened. I don't know if the revenge would have gone any different way, but like, so he never would have gotten, you know, any type of justice. I really don't think the revenge would have happened. Same. So after all that, it seems like, you know, she doesn't do it. And then we pass six months later, um, the summer of 2023. And then we see Yo at the park, sitting at the go table with two coffees. So he's still waiting for Dong Un to just show up. And every time he goes home, he's like waiting and going to the board to see if she'll like move a piece or something. Which is crazy. Um, I'm just going to read my notes at this point. Oh, I wrote this in all caps, but like, I said not Yojin passing her mother in the jail because her mom ends up getting arrested for killing mm-hmm. Hyonam's <laughs> husband. And her mother don't look at her. She don't acknowledge her. She don't even flinch when she's screaming yeah. for her. I'm like, damn. None at all. She really, if I thought Dongo's mother did not care for her, there's no reaction yeah. whatsoever. I did kind of my knock maniacally laugh a little bit 
with that scene. Like I, it was just so astonishing to me. I'm like, damn, you really don't care for this girl at all. I laughed at the the weather report. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, when she's giving a weather report to the prisoners, that's when we really do like, oh, uh, this, she's this really it. is her hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, where do I want to go on? Okay, so Dongo basically meets up with that one woman who Heijong was supposed to marry her son, but that didn't end up happening to get information. Um, basically on the criminal that Yojong is trying to get revenge on for killing his father. Um, and then after that, she goes back to him. And I said, if I was him, I would have cussed her Real out. Real quick, she just so up to she's my door at like a that. monastery. For the six months. I didn't know where she... Yeah. Okay, I didn't know where she was, so that's why I was like, where is she? Yeah, yeah. she's at a monastery this whole time. And is that... Does the that woman run it? No, I think she's part... She's either a lawyer or a judge or something related to, like, the okay, because criminal I feel justice like thing. That was the same place when Heijong was there. They met there before, yeah. so I just wasn't sure what her connection was to that place. Um, But, yeah... But yeah, I, I would have cussed Dongun out if she just showed up like that uh, with no explanation and then hug and kiss her and all the things, the lovey-dovey stuff they did. So I'm glad they got their somewhat happy ending. Um, I'm surprised he keeps taking her back after she keeps leaving <laughs> so many times. But again, I understand. Um, but then another part that also got me, we found out what the landlady really meant when Dongun um, when she says Dongu saved her life. So like back at that river scene, what I think this is the first attempt Dongu tries to kill herself when she's walking to the Han River. Um, she ends up looking to her side and it was the landlady trying to do the same thing. Now, I don't know if she was doing that because she saw Dongu doing that or because her son was killed, like I said earlier, um, in a car crash. But yeah, so like Dongu actually stopped herself to save the landlady. And then they get into the whole thing because I know they bring up like the flowers and the rhetoric and then Dongu remembers that. So she's like, oh, that's why. So I thought that was sweet. Like it, all along, it was really the landlady that was her first cheerleader. Yeah. And that's when she like also realizes like she did have good people along in, in her, her life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Or else, honestly, life would have been so impossible for her considering every adult she's met really has been such a pain in the butt honestly technically it was the nurse but i would say the landlady was a good second so um so then i guess she ends up going back to school again maybe to do and help yojong with his revenge and i thought it was i don't know if she'll get more but then i don't know if you guys noticed she ended up getting like a tattoo of one of the flowers um that the lady grows on her arm over one of the Mm -hmm. burn marks so she is in the process of healing i'm pretty sure that's what it's supposed to symbolize um i didn't mention this earlier but like when jj was driving somewhere and he uses those drops and then that's the final thing where like it really makes him go blind. Um, if I ever go to Korea, I'm terrified of those trucks. I feel like I watch too many dramas where people get hit <laughs> yeah. by those trucks. And I'm already terrified of semi-trucks <laughs> here in the States. Running through red right. <laughs> I like, I know he's, he stopped at a weird spot, but like, yes. that does happen a lot. <laughs> and then I don't know how he ended up at this construction site, but he's like down bad. He ends up surviving that, but like he just cannot see. And then like he hears a bunch of stuff. He's like, who's there? And all of a sudden we see someone with a tie and a suit on push him <laughs> into a vat and he gets his, you know, comeuppance. And then 
The next scene is just like of Doyoung and Yesel happily going to the airport off to the UK. So mm-hmm. it zooms in can... on his tie, which is the same tie that we saw. Yes. So I think we know who killed him. So he doesn't yeah. have to worry about Yesel being taken away anymore because Jejude is gone. Yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. That's a man right there. Um, And then, yeah, basically we ended there. Dongun becomes a teacher at the prison that the... Um, criminal gets transferred to because he got sentenced to death which i didn't know they did death sentences mm-hmm. there but that's what they said but I he ends up getting transferred later on, yeah later on it says that he was sentenced to life so i was confused because they said both ways they did okay i'm not sure but either way and then at that prison because um she's helping Yojun get his revenge um he ends up working there so that we basically end the scene with them like going into the prison together Mm -hmm. um and I don't know I don't know if y'all picked it up this kind of to me seemed like it was like kind of open-ended for them to make either another part or a season two and I'm gonna say it now I don't want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the conversation. This is the controversial thing I was saying. I'm like, I will be happy just to imply that he got his revenge mm-hmm. successfully. Honestly, if y'all are so hell bent on making another part, do a movie. I don't need yeah. 16 more episodes yeah. or even eight more episodes. If you just want to do either three episodes or a two hour movie to show that he got his revenge, I'd mm-hmm. be happy with that. Other than that, I don't need mm-hmm. it. I would like to just imply that he got it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's enough content in them torturing one man in a prison for a whole other season. Exactly. So I think it ended perfectly. Like Mm -hmm. they're still going on. They're like the Bonnie and Clyde of revenge, Mm -hmm. even though Bonnie and Clyde were villains. So I don't know what the equivalent (laughs) of that would be. No, I agree. I don't think I can handle another season of this. Yes. And you, you also want to know something that I noticed, which I don't know if that's just me saying like, oh, I could tell this was written by a woman or not. Go for All of the men die. Do you notice that? All the men die? All the bad men die. Jejun dies. Myungo dies. The detective dies. All the women actually don't die. I mean, they get their revenge, but they're still alive. Oh, true. I thought that was interesting. It is yeah. true, yeah. I noticed that when I was rewatching, I'm like, None of the men, like none of the me- the bad men, survive. Even though the, what the yeah, woman the, did was worse. Husband got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Yonam's husband dies. Yeah. None of the men survive. <laughs> That's crazy. Again, women are scary, and mm-hmm. we're resilient. But yeah. I'm done. We're done. That is part two of the glory. I have no voice no more. It's late. It's three hours. Should we give our ratings and get the hell up out of here? 9.7. Only because there's always room for improvement. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Honestly. I, I, might, I might be the odd one out. Honestly, I'm. this might be the first one. I'm going to give it a <laughs> yeah. 10 out of 10. Mm. 10, 10 across the board. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it a 10. Like 9.8 or 9. Like, a 90, a 9.98 out of 10. 9.98. But it, yeah, I can go with that. It was... Okay, it was just a lot better than what I thought it was yes. going to be. I think they wrapped up the revenge like in a sweet way. It wasn't like what we were afraid of. It was just going to be like, oh, we'll just learn to move on and forget. So mm-hmm. I truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed this whole show. Again, Me this is too. probably going to be my new top 
five or ten of just TV shows of all mm-hmm. time that I truly love. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was done good, and I hope this is more eye opening to be more open and aware of trying to help real victims yes. out there. Yeah, it's very well executed. Like good commentary mm-hmm. on the subject. Yes. So that's it from us, guys, because we have been here forever. <laughs> yeah. So late. I'm so tired. We, we're old ladies. Macy needs to work. And I'm yeah. just, I have no voice. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but like my voice, my throat hurts. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of screaming. I literally don't have another day off till we go on our trip. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. They ha- they switched my schedule around. So I was off Monday. Wait, let's, let's let one off first. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, can someone do the closing? I'm tired. I did the opening. Someone please close this out. I'll close it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Was Thinking. Um, we appreciate any comments, ratings that you'd like to give us. You can write us at IWasThinkingPod at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram or Twitter um, and go watch The Glory. <laughs> Hopefully you did because I mean, like yeah. I said, we just spoiled go everything. Watch so. <laughs> But yes, did you say our socials where you can find us? Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.